all this to turn off? Wrong one. There we go. Uh, welcome to the booth, guys. Uh, as always, I got my co-host here, Taylor, and today we have a special guest, Wes Bowers. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. If you guys don't know, he plays in the XFL for the Vegas Vipers, and apparently there's a fight song. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get right into it man i hope you got those those <laughs> vocals i saw i saw a video on the uh the vegas vipers twitters of you singing it so can we get you to sing it <laughs> i got i got a little something you know uh it's still it's still in the works gotcha so we're, trying, we're trying to get the uh the, the instrumental behind it for the stadium gotcha, you know? gotcha. but yeah so it, it goes something like this don't <clears throat> i did <laughs> warm up them God. pipes <laughs> go vipers go fight for victory and then clap go vipers go our team can't be beat go vipers we rock them we sock them all game long vipers yell our fight song go go vipers go fight for victory go go vipers go our team can't be the go by V-I-P-E-R-S. Vipers. There we go. Boy, that would motivate me. We got the uh we got the whole um like the global gym kinda. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Did you come up with it? I liked it, man. Yeah, I came up with it uh like probably like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the same day the video came out, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's got, nice, uh, man. people in chat saying "Go Vipers" already. Look at that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, obviously, we have up on you can't see it, but we have up a little kind of graphic that says linebacker for Vegas Vipers, graduate from Georgetown, and is it pronounced? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Bowie State or? Oh yeah, Bowie. Bowie, Bowie State. Bowie State yeah. University, and then. Uh, you participated in HBCU Legacy Bowl. Uh, I have that you are him, and that you're a profession, <laughs> professional headhunter. So absolutely, uh, anything absolutely. you'd like to add to the list? Yeah, that that about covers everything. You know, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, big shout out. I'm from PG County, Maryland. Uh, so you know, always got to shout out the hometown. Love it back there. Got a lot of people uh, to help. You know, me get to this position. You know, my family and all those. My mom, grandparents. Uh, you know, phenomenal back there. My trainer. So I'm just give out a quick shout out to you know ETC. Uh, I got Coach Tobe, Coach Reggie. You know, did phenomenal work to help me. You know, progress where I am right now. And then Coach Ellis. You know, the whole gang from my high school, Bishop McNamara, Coach Ellis, Coach Joey. Those guys kind of really started me on my football journey. Coach G, my first, you know, my my coach in high school. So, but you know, basically me in the, in the, I guess the grand scheme of things, just a young kid from PG County, Maryland. You know, chasing the dream. Uh, started football at, at the young age of four. My grandfather introduced me to the game. Uh, I did a lot of sports growing up, but football kind of was my my outlet because I I couldn't I played basketball. Couldn't really be too physical in basketball, so yeah. you know I started I started tackling and I was like, man, this is fun. So kind of just stuck with football for for the long run. And then once I got to high school, it was just like, yeah, let's let's do this. So uh, yeah, stick with it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. glad you stuck with it. I mean, yeah. uh, we looked up some of the tapes and everything, and everything we saw was exciting. Yeah, uh, I, we also heard that you like to cook. Oh, Is that true? Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
You know, I would All say right. my, my hobby is cooking and, and singing. If anything, yeah, okay. those are some good things. What's your go-to meal, like your favorite meal to cook? Uh, like, you know, just whip it up on a weekend, you know. What is that one meal that you go to? So, uh, I was – interesting. So, chicken Alfredo, but now it's kind of uh, a tofu Alfredo because I'm vegan now. So, uh, yeah, so I guess like a variation of impossible meat and some Alfredo. Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong with tofu. <laughs> Does that – does that change it that much? I mean, I've never had tofu personally, so I can't really speak on it and say, like, that sounds good because I've never <laughs> had tofu. But is it that big of a difference, like the change of taste and everything, or is it pretty much the same? And uh, I, would, I would be lying if I told you it wasn't different. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's very different, but, you know, it's all about the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything you put your mind to, you can make it taste exactly how you want it to i got you i got you <laughs> absolutely yeah. no i agree and then well so with tofu for me i've never had tofu either i'm gonna have to try it but if i don't like it i'm not gonna lie i'm probably douse it in some hot sauce or something like that that's kind of like if i oh, don't yeah. like the food absolutely you know i'm gonna douse it in hot sauce now yeah. i know it's like a little healthier for you so <laughs> and i know tofu is a little healthier for you but and i'm you know but i do enjoy meat so, yeah, man. I, hey. trust me, it's, I have my days. I'm like, man, I could go for a piece of chicken or a steak. How long have you been yeah. vegan? So, probably nine, going on nine, ten months now. So, I'm fairly new to it, but it's been a journey, man. Yeah. Have you seen any changes from switching over? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me personally, just my uh, my stamina's increased. Uh, like more so in the aspect of like my recovery, my recovery time has decreased. I don't have a lot of inflammation in my joints. I'm, I'm able to, you know, be consistent, you know, go hard day to day, day to day and recover fairly quickly with minimal, you know, I guess things required to recover. So there's been some good changes, body weight and things like that, being able to maintain uh, throughout a rigorous, you know, workload. So definitely seen a, a lot of a good things coming out of it definitely good. well i might need to have to go and try some tofu because uh <laughs> i'm uh i'm on the uh weight loss journey you know and i'm trying to find new ass or new avenues to uh incorporate into my diet because i'm i'm a huge fan of uh buttered chicken and i just recently just made a dish uh i want to say was it friday i think it was friday i made it from scratch i got a recipe and I just don't know if tofu could really be incorporated into that meal, you know? No, I just, not at all. It can't. <laughs> I, I, that's just one of those meals where it's like, I think it has to be chicken. I think if I put tofu in it, it would just completely change it and ruin the dish for me. Absolutely. With that, just, yeah, original recipe, keep it as it is, man. Go for it. Yeah. Butter chicken all day. <laughs> now, do you have a, uh, you say you like to cook and, uh, you know, there's an old, there's a famous saying from the, 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 the uh, what do you want to call it? The, uh, not the owner. Is he the owner? The Rock? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the owner of the XFL. Uh, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Uh, now, <laughs> is there a, is there going to be a, a sack celebration? You know, do you, do you sm smell what The West is cooking? You know, do a little, a little chopping it up, you know, throwing it in down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah, the, the sack celebration, you know, 
taco celebration and those things are definitely in the works uh you know workshopping it now i don't know if i'm a i might you know do a little i don't know yeah i'm, I'm still i'm still yeah, working flex on, on it, it. <laughs> yeah it's kind of a spur of the moment thing yeah absolutely february 18th is gonna be it's gonna be a lot of those hopefully you know so yeah, yeah that's the start of the season correct yeah, that's our, uh, our first game, February 18th here okay. against uh, Arlington Renegade. Yeah. Awesome. Now, are you guys going to come out with the win? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Nah. You know? That's you not know, even a question. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, don't even ask him that question. That, that's like a fact. We can yeah. put it down on paper right now. Like, All right. I'm a, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting, uh, putting no some doubt. money on the Vipers this, uh, this upcoming week. Or is it weekend? That's the 18th. It's uh, yeah, two bro. weeks from now? It's about, about two weeks. About, yeah, about about two two weeks. weeks. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. We're working hard. Guys excited. You know, everybody's excited in the organization. So, we're definitely looking on to, to put on a good brand of football come February 18th. Now, someone oh, from the I mean, comments says, yeah. as a linebacker, do you watch the QB's eyes or hips? I ask because I know the QBs use their eyes to fool the defense. So, what are you looking at as a as a linebacker when the going back for a pass? So, yeah, in the, in the pass game uh, – a big indicator for me is the shoulders, quarterback shoulders. Uh, that'll, that'll tell you a lot. You know, if you look at the eyes, like you said, like they said, uh, it could deceive you. But the shoulders, you know, just key the shoulders. It'll, you know, it's kind of hard to, to throw without, you know, pointing in the direction of your shoulders. But the shoulders definitely, if it's high, I'm, I'm thinking deep ball. If it's short, I'm thinking, you know, right here, right now. And uh, quarterback steps is a good, a good indicator for me just to see if it's a, you know, you know, if it's a quick pass, three step, five step, just to understand the route progression. So that's a great so, question, man. <laughs> if you were going up against if you were going up against somebody like Patrick Mahomes and the way that he plays, how would you kind of break him down in a scenario like that? Because I mean his shoulders I mean that man could be, you know, cocked like this, ready to throw a deep ball and then he immediately throws it off to the side for a check down pass. I mean, how do you read somebody like that? Well, first thing I would make sure my 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 D line is fed very well, <laughs> fed, well rested, and know that I love them very much because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to hunt that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with a quarterback like that, that's a you got to scheme something up. You like that's a that's gonna be a big you know scheme game trying to give them different looks because you know you can really throw the whole kitchen at them and he'll be be prepared for pretty much anything. So you just gotta trust your eyes and kind of just plaster what we call it like a plaster but just stay as close to the receiver as possible trying to eliminate any throwing any throwing windows but with a quarterback like that he'll he'll find a way so you just gotta make sure to you know minimize the game and <laughs> try to get the ball out whenever you can yeah and try to get them down <laughs> now you guys uh the vegas vipers are coached by hall of famer rod woodson how has that been or how has that experience been being coached by someone of that notoriety or that high level of play it's awesome you know being a defensive guy uh just being able to pick his brain just to see how he operates just to see his his thought process about the, the approach to the game of football and just you know honestly to the game of life has been nothing short of amazing uh being able to have a resource like that and also you know the other coaches on our staff we have upwards of 270 years of, of coaching and playing experience on our staff so you know, just having a tool like that, being a defensive player, it's, it's been it's been awesome because you know there's no question that they haven't either asked themselves or or they've been in a situation that you know the question is around. So, like I get my questions answered 
all the time, and then I'm just able to get a wealth of knowledge from these from these coaches. So it's been it's been awesome just being like you know saying like my coach is a Hall of Famer, you know, <laughs> he has a bus in Canton, Ohio, a gold yeah. jacket. Like that's the the you know the 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 top of the top. That's the goal for everybody. Yeah, and it's just crazy because like now you know he set the standard high and. You know, myself and I could probably say this for the rest of the defense. We want to be able to match that standard. You know how we do things on and off the field. So it's been it's been awesome. You set a great example, and it's been it's been amazing. Now that you speak of that defense, that defense has got some ballers on it, including yourself. Yeah, you uh, I uh, saw. So I think I looked at the roster. Vic Beasley's there, and yeah. stuff like that. So that linebacking yeah. core is monstrous, and I know. Yeah. I know Arlington's yeah. <laughs> gonna be uh, looking at that tape, and they're like, whoever uh, their quarterback's gonna be like, man, I need some ice yeah. after this game. I'm gonna need some ice. <laughs> uh, man, you're absolutely right. This this defense, like one of the best defenses I've ever been a part of. You know, just from the knowledge of, of the game, just the just pure athleticism. Man, you talk about, you know, being being those guys. We got <laughs> nothing but those guys on that side of the ball. So it's it's, it's playing fast, playing dangerous, playing smart. It's it's going to be fun playing with these guys for sure. Now, if I'm – I believe I'm correct here, but the Arlington Renegades, their head coach is Bob Stoops, correct? Yes, I believe you're correct, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to I'm, – I'm watching this game on uh, February 18th because I believe it's on ABC. I, I will be tuning in. Uh, as you can see by the hat, I'm a Oklahoma Sooners fan. So, you know, yeah. uh, always rooting for Bob Stoops. But I think this will be the first time uh, in a long time, if not ever, I'm going to go ahead and root against Bob Stoops and anything he has <laughs> going on. And I hope Bob Stoops takes a massive loss this game. Uh, you know, hurts to say, but I have to go against it. I got to go with the Vipers on that game. Uh, and I hope you guys absolutely tear up their offense and absolutely dismantle that playbook. Ooh, man, we appreciate it. We <laughs> we definitely had the same goal in mind, you know, the way we we are, you know, we're just preparing and our mindset going to this game. You know, we got I got a really good feeling about it. If we play the way we play, it's gonna be a great outcome for us at the end of the game. No, now you, oh, you can go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. No, you go ahead. Say, with Mind your, question with your first game time. coming up with the XFL on February eighteenth, are there any nerves, jitters, or are you just ready to get out there and hit? You know, definitely nerves. You always got those nerves, you know, first initial game. But, you know, just with the confidence that the coaching staff has in us and the confidence we have in them, those nerves are kind of, you know, null and void at this point because, you know, when you're overly prepared and you're just ready to go, those nerves kind of just turn into, you know, bubbles of confidence. So, now nah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to get out there, ready to touch that turf and talk talk stadium come uh, February 18th and just, you know, have that viper on my chest and, Wearing the XFL logo, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, man, <laughs> all day. You're gonna sink that uh, that venom in them, man. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the goal. Uh, you know, every play, so I'm, I'm definitely excited and really looking forward to playing football again. Just you know, being out there with the, with the fellas. Now, so we know that, in, like in, the NFL has so many restrictions on uh, how hard you can hit, uh, when you can hit a player, all these. Uh, like standards standards that are set are you guys a little more open to how physical you can be on the field with the xfl uh interesting uh because you know we just had a we had a 
probably like a, a rule briefing not too long ago, probably like week three, week two of camp, uh, kind of going over those rules. Uh, there's there's similar rules, you know, because being that, you know, player safety is so important in today's game. So, yeah. you know, obviously things that, you know, you know, hitting above the neck, helmet to helmet contact, leading with the crown, things like that yeah. are, are going to be strictly enforced. But uh, one thing I see the XFL doing is wanting to, you know, keep the excitement in football. Uh, and those, you know, you know, come to the territory. Big hits are a thing in the game, and we all yep. know that's a part of it. So I don't, I don't feel like we'll have as as heavy restrictions, but we're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna cross that line, putting you know players in danger. So you know, we're being taught how to you know tackle the right way, how to play the game physical, but controlled. So uh, definitely gonna be able to you know have some exciting things going on on the field. But yeah, man. I, lay into a guy if you need to you know yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the one thing that's the one thing about the xfl so uh i know it was the xfl was going a few years ago before uh COVID happened mm-hmm. and uh the hits that we were seeing were exciting it was fun to watch it was like when's the next game i gotta get this game on <laughs> uh you know there was no like flag for a clean hit or anything like that it was they're letting them play football but it was safe yet mm-hmm. exciting football and i think that's one of the most like interesting drawing things about the xfl for me personally is that you guys are able to go out there be physical and entertaining and exciting and mm-hmm. you're not held to like hey you know like hey, back off now you know don't hit too too hard you're allowed to play like defense so, like you're actually yeah, you're allowed defense. to be <laughs> defensive players yeah Absolutely. So that's the goal. And they, you know, they kind of coined it uh, being a, a, a fast, up simple game, but fan first. So, you know, that excitement is something that we want to make sure that we have on the field. So like you said, that was a great point, you know, being those hard hits are going to be a part of the game, but, you know, clean legal hits, you know, tackling the right way. So definitely going to be some excitement and some fireworks for sure. Absolutely. Definitely can't wait. Yeah. Now, um, like again, The Rock is your owner slash I believe Kamish. Have you got mm-hmm. to meet the guy? I mean, a lot of, for a lot of people, that's childhood dream right there. Yeah. So like, we just had a town hall event not too long ago. I would say like last week, uh, him and uh, Miss Miss Garcia, Danny Garcia, the the chairwoman, she was there as well. So yeah, he was there. Man, he's huge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's not all camera. Know. Yeah. No, not at all. That that's a hundred percent. He's he's huge. Uh, and I actually had the opportunity, like, to, to meet him at one of the so XFL before the season. They were doing, like, like showcases and, like, like camps and things. So I went to one of the showcases, and I met him at a, at a showcase. And, like, like standing, like, face-to-face for, like, <laughs> to <turn> him. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, nah, that was, like, a, a dream come true. Because, like, man, seeing him in WrestleMania, WWE, mm-hmm. all the movies, and Jumanji, Black Adam, I'm like, Oh man, I get to really see this guy. This yeah. guy's like my boss. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, that's no camera effect. That's one hundred percent real. He's 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 gigantic. Yeah, I think you have the coolest boss. I think that's safe yeah. to say. Yeah. Also, I the agree. only boss that could beat you up if uh, you don't yeah. pay your fines. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is getting paid straight up. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. Um, someone asked, are any rules different? Like, in, I know in, uh, they say in Canadian football, you, the wide receiver can get a running start. So is there any rules diff- that differ in the XFL from, say, the NFL? Uh, I, I would say 
Well, the one rule, you know, people watch the previous XFL, the kickoffs are a lot different. Uh, so, like, we start, we have, like, a, a five, we start five yards from each other, uh, roughly on, like, the 35, 40. Um, so that's a, a big difference. They did that to, you know, you know, the high-speed collisions and things like mm-hmm. that. So to kind of minimi- minimize that. And also uh, another thing that's going to be, you know, putting the players, like, you know, there's not going to be a lot of fair catches and kicks out of bounds and things like that. They really want to make sure that we can get a return, keep the game flow going, uh, you know, just the, the, the things like that. And the other big difference is in the XFL, there's only one foot, like, for a catch. You don't mm-hmm. have to have one foot in bounds, not two like the NFL. So it kind of keeps like the game that. exciting and yeah. things like that. Um, and there's there's on, there's a plethora of other rules that are all in being enforced to make sure the, the flow of the game like there's a 35 minute clock and it's like it's running like for the play clock so you know there's not a lot of time to stall and things like that you really gotta yeah. you know get out there and get the, get the game rolling you know trying to uh, encourage a you know good pace of a play and things like that so it's uh, definitely like first game kickoff you'll see like oh wow this is different but it's all di- it's different for the right reasons so nothing yeah. to no, take I, away from it. I think that sounds great. I mean. Uh, the pace of the game has definitely slowed down a little bit. It's not as fast paced as a, I would say like five years ago, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I, I love fast paced, hard hitting football. So I think that those rules, the rule changes that you just uh, stated there, I think that's going to help out tremendously and actually bring back that aspect of uh, fast, active uh, football. Absolutely. Oh, one really interesting rule that I just found out not too long ago was a, there's going to be a, a double pass and it will be a double forward pass like behind the line of scrimmage. So like normally you'll have to throw it behind you mm-hmm. and then in order for it to be another pass. So I might, don't quote me on it, but there's a, there's a, a rule about double forward pass. So right, you guys heard it from, I, first uh, from Wesley. Uh, <laughs> there's a <laughs> quote him on it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I heard that and I was like, that's, that's cool. Like, yeah, you don't really that's interesting. see that in football, so that's definitely going to be something to, to to keep an eye out for. Was there an adjustment period when you were first getting to know? Because obviously you played uh, in college, you kind of played the more traditional football kind of rules. Was there an adjustment period going from college and regular football that you know you knew and loved growing up to kind of new the new added rules to the XFL? Um, not really. Uh, the because you know the essence and the core of football doesn't really change. Uh. But for me, you know, this is my first time being a true professional mm. in the sport of football because I relatively just left college. So that was, a, I would say, the adjustment period, just being a professional. Not really too much in an adjustment period, but just knowing, like, now it's like, this is, it's, you got a P's and Q's, X, Y, yeah. Z. You got to cross your T's and dot your I's. And that was, that's been honestly fun for me. But uh, it was no real adjustment. You know, you learn the rules and they are what they are. So you just follow them. And but the football doesn't change at all. Like and I've seen that, you know, football since I was younger till till now. The core of it, the essence of football, the game's the same. Chat saying congratulations on uh making it to the XFL and being a professional football player. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chad. I appreciate it. <laughs> I also have somebody saying they're gonna be quitting their day job uh and apply to be a water boy for the Vipers. So Hey. Hey <laughs> I, I honestly say we have some of the greatest vibes. So, hey, if there's a job available, I say yeah. take it. <laughs> I mean, I can already tell just uh, from talking to you. I mean, I can only imagine, like, the entire team. 
how you guys are interacting, you know, just the vibes that you're putting off right now. You're very personable, entertaining, uh, exciting to talk to. So I can only imagine what an entire locker room of guys like you would be like. I mean, I, awesome. me personally, if I'm on the offense going up against you guys, I'm riding the bench, I'm taking the day <laughs> off. I'm sick. I'm out. You know, coach, don't put me in today. I'm done. <laughs> nah, man, it's, it's awesome. Like, really, a family. Like, and we gel real quick. You know, all the guys are amazing. You know, from the front end to the back end, it's a, a great group of guys. And the, the coaching staff really just enhances that, you know, family environment. Like, the brotherhood is, is, is strong. So, man, it's, good. it's a great vibe, great energy, positive energy. And we just really play for each other. And, yeah, man, I, I love it. And it will be on, what, ABC February 18th. And, Hopefully the world will love it. Hopefully the world will love it. Now, oh, I promise you they will. No, absolutely. Is there any? uh, So obviously we've talked. We're still going to talk about football, but we talked a lot about football. Is there anything like you just got done with practice, whatever, watching film and coming home? What's your like go-to show to watch? Like, are you watching Netflix? What on Netflix per se? Or what's that thing? I need like I just want to relax and put on some TV. What are you watching? If you watch TV. Yeah, nah, definitely. You gotta gotta disconnect sometimes. Uh, so like like literally today, I boom got out of meetings, got out of practice, got on Netflix, and I turned on Fairly Godparents for some reason. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I, I just been, I just been rocking with that, you know. No. It's just hey, it, I don't know why, but it, it's just it gets me every time. It's just the comedy, yeah, I don't nostalgia. know. Nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, so I just yeah. been watching that. Uh, and it's a lot of good shows, you know, like on, on Netflix. So I just kind of, you know, when I have the time, just whatever pops on my recommended, I'm just like, hey, let's give this a go. So, yeah. But Do you play outside. video games? Yeah. So, man, one thing about these guys, they big video game guys. So, you know, we get into it on the Madden, you know, some FIFA action. But, yeah, yeah so I, yeah. I try to dabble in the video games. Got to got to keep up, you know, my skills up because these guys, uh, they're no joke. <laughs> so that, that brings my next question. You said Madden. Who's the best Madden player on the uh, on the Vipers? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it's, 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 it's some good games that go on. But, uh, you know, just, just me being me, I'm just say me. Well, I'm going a, I'm a, I'm a to better, my, better myself. Say, you know, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Man, I am terrible at Madden. I'm just going to go out and say that I cannot play that game. I I feel like I can. I am confident going in, uh, turning the game on and going on and playing, but I get smoked every single time I play that game. <laughs> I know Keith uh, Keith uh, Thomas, he's in chat. He's actually, uh, from what I've seen, he is insanely good at Madden. He does his streams on there and stuff. But uh, I, I just I can't do it. I don't know why. They say you know how good a person is at Madden – on who they select on defense. If you play defensive line, they're trash. If they play linebacker or a corner or safety, they got some skills. And guess what? Yep. I find myself picking defensive end every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm big, big on the linebackers. You know, linebackers is where I, where I, cheat, where I end up. <laughs> There's tears to this. B is good on Madden on Oculus. I am not. So, I don't know. Have, nope. you, played, have you played the NFL? Do you have Oculus? Nah, but I've heard about it and I saw like some clips on like YouTube. It yeah. looks insane. Oh, I throw so goodness. many picks. Like, <laughs> that'd be funny. But uh, yeah, dude, the be... release time is so weird on it. Like, yeah. it 
sometimes it's perfectly fine, but sometimes you'll just launch a ball down deep into the corner and it's picked off. So I'm I'm right there with you. I, I throw so many interceptions. Yeah, especially because <laughs> I got to try that. My you definitely got to try it. My I be getting I like you get so submerged into it because like you know it's VR and whatnot. And I, as you can tell, I'm an Eagles fan. And uh, yeah, I'll be Jason Kelsey's like six one, like six foot. I'm five eleven, six foot. So when I put on the Oculus and I got like Jason Kelsey looking like he's like eight feet tall, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, what? <laughs> oh man. I'll be yelling yeah, at the players, too. I'll be like, yo, we got to catch that. Uh, <laughs> I yell at them, that. too, when I'm on there. <laughs> so, like, with the with the headsets, like, do, do y'all, like, run into stuff? Like, get real excited and, like, bump into a chair or... Like, I do, so... but there is a boundary. Like, you set your boundary, yeah, and it lets uh, you know if you're out of your boundary or not. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, so, okay. I, so even though you set a boundary, depending on what uh, room you're in or area, uh, just be mindful of ceiling fans. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I had an open receiver and I launched that thing and smacked the ceiling fan. <laughs> My hand was hurting for a good two weeks after that, but he caught it. We we got the six, so I, I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. But make sure you watch out about the stuff that's around you when using that uh, Oculus, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. going to end up on the injury report. He's like, West yeah. Dallas, how do you hurt his hand? He's playing Oculus, playing NFL. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. <clears throat> it's fun, but, I mean, you get immersed into it. I mean, it's crazy how, like, when you first put it on, you're like, man, I'm not going to get immersed into this. It's fake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very cartoonish. Uh, like with every app, everything's kind of like, you know, like this isn't real, but you're on there for five minutes and you're gone. Especially with that. You hear the crowd cheering behind you and stuff like that. Yeah. And they boo you You too. So I heard that a lot. Yeah, you got the coach (laughs) running plays into your your headset and you're just sitting here like, okay, all right, all right, okay. I'm I'm trying to, I guess we'll pick this one. You know, I want to run an audible, but we got like two seconds left on the clock now. So you definitely get immersed into it. It's wild how they do it. Uh, but if you ever get a chance, definitely get it and uh, give it a try. It's fun. Now, I guess will. Definitely. That kind of brings into my next question, because you brought up the, the plays, Taylor, uh, to where, you know, they can be kind of complex here and through the headset. You're like, how the heck do people remember this? Uh, are the plays – I know college is going to have some complexity to it. I know there's a difference between high school and college and then obviously uh, at the professional level. Was it an adjustment learning maybe – some of maybe new verbiage that the coaches use. Maybe it's slightly different than what you learned in college. Are the play play calls longer, um, or is it just kind of the same? Um, I would I would definitely say I was very fortunate to to get the very complicated playbook at a young age. So like my high school and my college playbook were were something else, like long plays mm-hmm. and, and all those things. So the transition wasn't crazy but it's oddly enough the uh, plays are very simple like they're they're not hard at all um, because you know when you're playing football especially when you're playing defense you want your players to be able to react you know fast as possible play fast yeah. as possible without thinking as much so like like we'll get a call in the headset and then it literally just quit because you don't want to have you know too much of a lengthy call that's more of an offense thing because they they got to tell all the receivers what they're doing and all that stuff with defense, we were, so we were like kind of on the reaction side of things, react to the offense. So 
We want to get our play in. We want to maybe get some checks in. And then after that, we just, you know, play with our roles and, and everything that our coaches, you know, has, has taught us from camp throughout the week and things like that. And we just we just rock and roll. It's not really too complicated because, you know, if it was complicated, it will put us in a bind, you know, we're yeah. thinking too yeah. much or, or things like that. So it's not it's not complicated at all. But, you know, it's def- definitely interesting, you know, having a headset because I didn't have a headset in college and things like that. So, you know, getting a call from the coaches, just, you know, talking to a mic and things like that, that's, it's really cool. But, yeah. It's not, now, do not you guys have a cutoff point? Uh, for your mics, like uh, on the play clock, do you guys have a cutoff point to where you can stop hearing them? Well, uh, so, well, right now, you know, we got like practice mics in, so it's just like a, a button that they hold, it's like a walkie-talkie. Yeah. So from what I've heard, you know, from guys that play in the league, you know, sometimes the coach might just accidentally hold on to that button on like the whole play, <laughs> so you're just hearing them constantly <laughs> talking the whole play. So, but you know, you probably because you want to get the call out as fast as possible. Uh, yeah. So like probably five seconds into the play clock. Like, we'll get that call. You want to be able to tell the team the call and then set up. So, yeah, it's, it's like we don't try to wait too long. We want to be able to get out as fast as possible. Yeah. I know the – I think the NFL, they, they cut the mics at uh, 15 seconds, I believe. Correct, Brandon? Yeah, around 15 yeah, so seconds. That, yeah, For so offense, gives them about, defense, but – Yeah, I'm not sure about defense either, but I know on offense it's about once it hits – 15 to 10 seconds it's completely cut and i know they've got some long uh plays so if you don't get that full play out i hope yeah. you're good at guessing <laughs> yeah start not drawing it up yeah let me piece but, together this puzzle yeah but luckily like the way plays are set up you can kind of somewhat piece some plug just like say if the coach coach might have missed something like you could plug like maybe like this front with this coverage just based off the tendencies of really knowing your coach and just knowing the situation on the field. So I feel like it's kind of the same with offense. Like, you know, quarterback kind of has free range somewhat to make audibles and things like that. Maybe be kind of like the same on defense. If we need to make a check, make an audible, you know, give him, you know, got to get the coach permission first though. But yeah, so yeah. it's kind of, <laughs> I think it would be the same. Now, are so you calling the plays speaking... on defense? Hmm? Are you going to be the one calling the plays? You got the headset in your, uh, your helmet or is it just headset in every helmet? Yeah, so it's uh, one of the linebackers. So, you know, honestly, it just really depends on who's rocking out. You know, one of the inside linebackers, sometimes I might have it or my fellow teammate might have it, things like that. But we're going to all get the call. You know, we'll do like a small little huddle. Everyone get the call. We echo the call out. And then, boom, we ha- we out there playing, playing, having fun. There you go. <clears throat> now, do you have a uh, a good relationship with your quarterback uh, on the Viper, or on the Vipers? I know a lot of defensive players uh, don't jive too well with the offense. Uh, I mean, you know, complete opposites. But do you have a good uh, relationship with uh, Huntley? Yeah, Huntley, uh, well, you know, he, he's fairly new. I would say he just kind of came on. But, you know, open arms regardless. Uh, you know, we got Huntley, J-Mac, and Luis. You know, that's the quarterback room right now. Great group of guys, you know, definitely push us. So, definitely, I, I would say I have a good relationship with them. Not like, you know, Tight like I probably would on the defense, mm-hmm. but you know, still same part of the same family. So you know, we got a good talking relationship, and like like those guys, we, we do like you know, Bible study and things like that. So you know, I get a chance to you know meet with them there. So uh, definitely, I would say I have a good relationship with them. Uh, I try to really extend myself to the offensive side of the ball as much as I can. Got a good relationship with a lot of those guys over there, especially the O line, because you know we always, you know, I, I get into it a lot with those guys. Those no, my guys, yeah. you know. <laughs> 
they, they're always trying to block me and things like that. And I got, I'm like, all right now, you on the same team. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the offense, I got some good guys over there. Those are all my guys. Now, <clears throat> it's me a random question just to keep it light, you know, try to chop it up. Um, who on the team would you say is the worst cook? Like, if you're like, they're like, hey, come over to my house. I'm going to cook. You're like, they won't pick up some McDonald's or something or some tofu on the way on the way there. Because <laughs> I know you can't throw it down. Oh, man. I don't, you know, that's a good question. Uh, if I had to say the worst cook. Mm, Making this man put somebody on his team yeah. under the bus. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I would probably, I would, <laughs> I probably, I probably had to go with my guy Rob, Robert, <laughs> Rob Windsor. I just, that's my guy, you know. But I don't know. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't give me, you know, chef vibes for some reason. He doesn't like, you yeah. know, big guy. I know yeah, he yeah. one of my D linemen. But I don't, I don't know if he could cook. That's a he can eat, but can he cook? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I see. Look, as a, as a big guy, as a big guy, I'm gonna speak for all big guys out there. Uh, <laughs> we can cook. Okay, we 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 got we got this size. Uh, not just by going out and eating, but uh, you know, sometimes we had to stay home and whip something up, and we we learn how to cook. We know how to yeah, whip it up I mean, in the kitchen. <laughs> you might be able to, a hey, Rob, if you see this, you're my guy. <laughs> I don't know if you, you know, you might make make a mean peanut butter jelly or something, but eh, I don't know. PB and J. Yeah, that was a good question. But on the All flip right. side of that, I would say the best cook, probably in in our in my linebacker room, DJ. DJ, he, I know, I because I've seen some of his work. I'm like, yeah, if I wasn't vegan, but. Trust me. So DJ DJ's throwing it down, man. Man, what? I've, I've seen his work. DJ could cook. He has a great taste in food. And, yeah, buddy could throw down in the kitchen. I Shout out DJ. <laughs> All right. Now, Brandon, are you fine with moving into the uh, yeah, Super Bowl I am uh, predictions fine. here? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear uh, uh, what our special guest here uh, – has to say and who he thinks is going to be taking home the trophy this year. You got the Eagles, <laughs> or do you got the Chiefs? And and don't mind his hat yeah, over there. Don't mind my don't mind my hat. Yeah, or the don't mind that hat. You know, honest answers here. So my honest opinion, I would have I'm, I'm going with the Eagles, and the the reason being, I feel like like offense to offense. It's going to be a great matchup, right? But it's the, the Eagles has a phenomenal defense, and the Chiefs' defense has been showing up as of late. But I don't think they faced a, 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 a Eagles offense yet. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a great matchup. I've really been keying on the, the like the, the Chiefs' D line versus the Eagles' O line, and man, Eagles got some some vets up there. The Chiefs' D line is, is solid up front, but the versatility that they have. They got a lot of speed at the receiver's position. Miles Sanders has been balling on a different level, and Jalen Hurts has been leading, like, out of this world. But, like, I, I just really, like, it's been a – it's on the fence because I can't really count out Mahomes because Mahomes yeah, is Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes is Mahomes, and, yeah. 
<laughs> like, like <laughs> Mahomes is Mahomes. It's like you know, and you know he he he's a winner. He he finds ways to win, but it's really gonna be on the shoulders of the defense. You know, I don't I don't foresee a shootout being a good thing for the Chiefs. You know, just given the offensive powers that both teams possess, but Eagles has a good defense all around, like all around every phase of the game. I, I like the Eagles, but it's gonna be a, one of the one of the best Super Bowls in a while I would, I would say I, I would agree and I know Brandon is uh, extremely excited you said that I know he's holding back a little bit but he's uh... what are you talking about I'm not biased <laughs> I'm not biased I got my hair look at my hair's all messed up I'm not biased yeah bro. I know he's hype you said that yeah, you really got a fl- fly Eagles fly huh hey <laughs> I might be a, Vi- a I think... Vipers fan because you know the Vipers the Vipers got a, a little theme song and uh, Philly's got a theme song so yeah. you know mm-hmm. Right, be a theme song was, kind I think, of I think the, I think the Vipers theme song was a little bit better than the Eagles, though. Well, you got the, you know. Yeah, we. <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking with the Vipers on that one, man. Yeah, I mean, fly Eagles flies. It's cool and all, but it's just not it. Yeah, man, it's something about the Vipers, man. <laughs> I got the Eagles also. Uh, like you said, I think their defense. It's just, I mean, the the entire year they've just been playing some insane football and plus they've had the whole year playing at that level the Chiefs really didn't find their edge on defense until recently like you said so I think that's going to be the biggest advantage for the Eagles and having Jalen Hurts I think he's going to be healthy in the Super Bowl because he wasn't healthy this past game against the 49ers Uh, his shoulder was still hurting him but having a healthy Jalen Hurts a healthy phenomenal defense I think the Eagles are going to take this one. And I think it's going to be, like you said, one of the more exciting Super Bowls uh, that we've had in a while. I know last year I'm a Rams fan. So, you know, I'll be the first to say that it wasn't the most exciting Super Bowl <laughs> last year. Uh, but it was for me. But for most people, I know it wasn't the most exciting. But I think this this year's is going to be, like, one to remember for sure. Did you now, Did you have an uh, or do you have an NFL team that you kind of root for? Or, like, who's that team? Growing up, yeah, Rams. You know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's tough, but um, you know, I, I gotta go to go with my guys. I'm a Commanders fan, you know, through and through. Uh, we you know we just we just got our our mascot, like Major Beef Link or something. I don't know, Major Porky. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, Major Tutty. I think that's what his name is. Yeah, Major, Major Tutty. Uh, so. You know, it's hard. It's it's hard. <laughs> but I was I've been there through all the name changes and and and, and, and all of those. So I'm um, I'm gonna go rock with the commanders till the end, I suppose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're looking at a they're looking at a new ownership, I believe, here in the near future. I think uh, that's going to be changing hands. So hopefully, that brings some new. Uh, energy to the team one the commanders they need a new stadium uh yeah i yeah. think it was was it was the last season where the eagles were <laughs> yeah yeah like fans were just trying to say Ball hey Jalen, what's up and then <clears throat> Jalen ends up having like 20 different fans falling on him i mean they need a new yeah. stadium uh you know they i'm not a fan of the name I'm, i'll be honest i'm not a fan of the new name uh the mascot 
That might be the worst one that I've seen. <laughs> the jerseys are fire, though. I, I will say the black jerseys, yeah. especially, those are fire. Yeah, absolutely, definitely absolutely. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Major Tubby is not not it. Yeah, we can't we can't skip past that mascot, man. It's I don't know rough. who came up with that in the drawing board, but Dan Snyder. That need that needed. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the only one in there. <laughs> yeah, but man, and that's definitely a tough team to root for. So. Yeah. Uh, now, as a Commanders fan, is it painful to see your rival Eagles in the Super Bowl? No, no, no. Uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy for the Eagles. I got a lot of a lot of Eagle fans. You know, some friends. So, but you know, I wish it was us. You know, that'd have been cool. But you know, I guess you know we'll, we'll get our turn. Uh, some someday. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know where. But someday. I hopefully will be commanders in the Super Bowl. And who yeah. knows, you know, maybe you get called up from the X XFL to to the Commanders and maybe you're on that team leading them back to the back to the bowl. Right? Yeah. Hometown hero. There Look you go. That. Uh so I, I mean that's a somebody's writing the script over there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. The, you know, NFL is not scripted or anything. Well, the, the amount of scripts no. I've, I've yeah. jokes I've been getting them like people ask me, did you get your script for this season? <laughs> I'm like, oh man, hey, keep, I don't, I don't need any printed paper. Don't send me no emails. No. I don't want no script. Yeah, I couldn't uh, imagine that as a competitor. Like, if they actually try to hand you a script saying, "Hey, you're gonna lose this week," I'm like, no, what? No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, no. that script up, throw it in the <laughs> trash. Someone right, said. uh Wes, describe one of your most uh, memorable plays of your career. One of my most memorable plays of my career. Ooh. Um, I would probably say my my first uh, collegiate interception uh, at Georgetown. It was uh, versus versus Marist uh, up in New York, and and, it, and I say it's memorable because it's like my coach told me it was going to happen like that same play. So there's something I always remember. And this is why I tell all the young guys, you listen to your coaches because they're going to set you up for success. And it was my first pick. It could have been a pick six, but I guess it's something like it was a block in the back. But it was great. I, I read the quarterback. I dropped. And then like I probably dropped like 20, 30 yards to the sideline, going side to side, and I just picked it off. And then, like, you know how, like, in Madden, when you catch a pick, he just freezes, and then, yeah. and then you start to run. <laughs> I had one of those moments, like, <laughs> I just caught this ball. <laughs> I just caught this ball, and it was, like, right on our sideline, and I froze for a little bit, and then, like, you just see me, like, glitch, and I start running. And, yeah, so that was that was a, a, a great play in my first collegiate interception. And I was like, man, I, I could catch now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, did you, were you able to keep that feeling. ball? Were you able to keep that ball and kind of – yeah, so, like, I kind of, like, threw it, like, because, you know, the refs want to, you know, get the yeah. ball back. So, as soon as I got to the end zone, I just kind of threw it to my sideline real quick and just had to get a new ball. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know where it was after that, but I attempted to keep it. So, <laughs> was, it's, a, it's the attempt that counts. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was, you know, Someone was asked, sweet, but it was um, cool. what is something that you're most proud of? What would you say is your biggest achievement? My biggest achievement, I would probably say graduating from college, you know. 
Uh, so I graduated from Georgetown University. I did it in about what three and a half years. So I, I was I was quite proud of that. You know, Georgetown's a, a tough school. Yeah, Georgetown's uh, no joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, balancing football and, and you know, uh, class and things like that. And like my major was, it was it was interesting. I did uh, justice and peace studies, like a pre-law track, and, and I majored in government. So it was like it was a lot of a lot of reading, a lot of writing on top of you know trying to be a you know, a top athlete, you know, on the field and things like that. So it was a, a, a nice little juggling act, but I, I graduated with honors and I got out of there, you know, faster than I thought I would. And that was my motivation was because I, I wasn't really big on school. So yeah. if I could find a way to get out of school as fast as possible, I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did. I got I got out of there faster than, than I thought I would. And that was probably my biggest achievement, honestly. That's awesome, especially, That's awesome. you know, being an athlete. And graduating with honors and everything like that—that's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. That's definitely a big time. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Georgetown is one of like the schools when you think of education and stuff like that. Uh, we like to joke around when we bring this up is uh, Texas because he's an Oklahoma fan. Texas had put out like that graphic <laughs> a couple years ago saying our team's highest GPA ever as a collective was a two two was a two seven or something like that. And it was like, yeah, I don't know if you want to put it was, that I think it was out. lower, too. Yeah, I think it's like, right. I don't know if you want to put that graphic yeah. out there. So Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not it. Like, we yeah. had to have, that. I was, we had to have a higher GPA just to be able to play, you mm-hmm. know? Like, we did the study hall, and academics was really big, you know, for uh, uh, um, at Georgetown. So, we really took took advantage of that. And it, it honestly, you know, put us in a, a, good, a great position after college. So, you know. All the all those kids out there, you know, eat your vegetables and do your homework. And your tofu. <laughs> so, yeah, eat your tofu. And tofu. Yeah. And tofu. <laughs> and your tofu. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely you know, that the whole, you know, uh, student-athlete thing was real. So, it definitely put me in a great position, though. So, uh, I can't complain at all. So, we have another uh, question here. Somebody says, uh, once your football career is over, you know, Hopefully it's a long way, time way, down way. the road. Uh, but do you have any plans uh, that you uh, have like planned out for after football that you're already kind of thinking about? Uh, yeah. Uh, so like when I wasn't doing well, when I wasn't you know actually playing football, I was actually doing like some flag football coaching uh, with this organization called Flag Star, uh, ran by my, a guy that I met, my, my man Carl. I met him when I was at Georgetown. He went to Harvard, kind of just started this youth flag football league, you know, for, for kids that, you know, might not have had all the tangibles of being, you know, super competitive and things like that, but, you know, still wanted to be active of, of, with the sport. So, you know, doing that, you know, giving back to my community. I have a couple of nonprofit organizations that I've started up and, you know, hopefully through my professional, you know, transition and things like that, I make the necessary connections to really get things rolling, you know, create, create the platform that, I can, you know, touch a lot of people's lives and inspire the next generation. So, like, my my, uh, my organization's called uh, – well, I have two. So, one is called uh, New Wave. I started that probably, like, 2018 just as an effort to get kids out of the house because, like, growing up, I was always out of the house playing sports, you know, with the kids yeah. in the neighborhood and things like that. But as I got older, I saw kids, you know, getting glued to the television and to their phone and things like that, and I mm-hmm. wanted to – to really help kids still learn how to socialize and 
you know, how to be people, people's people, uh, like a people person, I guess. Yeah. And really, because I feel like at the young ages, that's that's critical. And when they're not in school, they're just at home playing their games or things like that. So just giving an outlet to just to be a kid, you know, detached yeah. from from the social media world, just, you know, take a step back and just breathe in some reality of what it is to be a kid, you know, do things in the summer, some tutoring, football camps, dance camps, you know, skateboard camps, anything that they really want to do just to get outside, get active, get some, some sunlight and just be a kid, you know, run around, get some bumps and bruises, get back up and, you know, <laughs> you know, live life. Yeah. And the, uh, the other one is a Westco Inc. You know, my, me and my mom started that one, you know, just to teach, you know, about financial literacy and things like that of that nature to, uh, you know, underserved communities and things like that. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, another one uh, called Pain and a Purpose ran by a wonderful woman, uh, Rashima Melson. So that's something that, you know, I, I hope to, you know, actually get involved in. She's doing amazing work, you know, touching a lot of lives of uh, the underserved communities, people, you know, impoverished communities and things like that, really just, you know, setting the bar and giving back to the community, doing what exactly what I want to do. So, you know, those are some things that when I'm all said and done, get my golden jacket, you know, and yep. and all those stuff. And I'm definitely want to get get into that. Like to hear that. Make sure you get us those links too yeah. if they have links and we'll make oh, sure absolutely. to share that and uh get it out as much as possibly possibly can. I'll, I'll share it on my Facebook and anywhere I possibly uh can myself. So Indeed, thanks. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. No problem. And I, and I like, yeah, I like that was your, probably like the best answer yeah. for <laughs> what do you want to do after football. Like that was the Is this scripted best hands down. <laughs> <laughs> best hands down. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like the uh, the fact that you said with the uh, getting the kids outside too. That's a really big one. I know, like you know, some of our age, you know, growing up, it was. You're outside until the street light comes on, and then you're home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're active and stuff like that. And like you said, to now, kids are like, "Where's my tablet? Where's my, you know, where's mm-hmm. this? Where's my video games, and stuff like that?" And like, the socializing really isn't there. And then, just being active is obviously very important uh, for our youth's health mm-hmm. and uh, for their future as well. So that is uh, big time. Growing up, I did play sixty with the NFL. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the Marine Corps, and um, they came to like base and stuff like that, and I got me to uh, Deshaun Jackson and stuff, so that was pretty cool. But like, like, like you said, you're um, saying that act, being active as a kid is super important, not only for uh, your yeah, physical remember, health, but your mental health as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I remember hanging out by the uh, those giant big green electrical boxes that they have out <laughs> in the neighborhoods. Like yeah. that was the meetup spot. Like everybody knew which one to hit up at yeah. what time. Like that was peak childhood right there. It was like. All right, you know, at like five o'clock, everybody meet up at the electrical box. Yeah. Right, exactly. But you don't see that anymore, you know. Like, there's yeah. not. I've, I've yet to see an electrical box with a group of people. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, it's set time. I just walk outside and go, where Where are all the bikes at? If I saw where all the bikes right. are at, that's where people are at. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it wasn't like a like you know you just knew like around like five o'clock you know the group's gonna be there. You show up and it's just gonna be a good time. You guys are gonna be like. Riding bikes, playing tag, basketball, football. Get the lightsabers out. It's gonna be something. Beating each other yeah. in the park with the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, anything you could think of. Yeah. Doing it. And I just wanna, you know, give that to, give that to kids because I feel like, you know, just we're in such a busy society. You know, sometimes parents might be too busy, and then you just all this running around trying to make things, you know, happen, and yeah. it's just, you know, sometimes the kids get lost. So I just wanna make sure yeah. kids still can be kids. No responsibilities. No homework, just 
having fun, learning how to talk to people. And I feel like that small effort will definitely enhance the, the society, you know? Cause, yeah. Oh, man, absolutely. Social media and it's crazy. It's extremely uh, admirable, too, that you're taking that on because a lot of people want to force uh, and push everybody into a age of nothing but technology, you know, like uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, you name it. There's a new app that comes out every single day. There's almost nobody pushing for kids to go outside and play. Nobody pushing for kids to stay active, go outside, uh, you know, get a bike, go ride your bike, go play football, go play soccer, go meet up at the park. Because there's Mm -hmm. parks with basketball goals, soccer goals, uh, football fields and everything that are accessible. But if you go out there, there's nobody there because everybody's at home on TikTok. So that's great that there's somebody out there that's pushing for that to come back and give children the childhood that they should have, you know, rather than it being on a tablet scrolling through TikTok, seeing other people, you know, live a life that they think they should live, you know, create your own life as a child outside, you know, interact with the people you want to interact with rather than who you think you should based off of the internet. So I, Absolutely. I, I admire that. Yeah. Definitely create your own life as a kid because uh, <clears throat> that imagination is wild. Like I said, I remember going outside and with, with my boy Jarvis and stuff like that, and uh, we had our lightsabers or whatever and Carlos and stuff, and we would pretend like we were – I'm going to sound like a total dweeb here. I don't care. But we would sound like we, that. Yeah. <laughs> we we would pretend that we were like in the Sith and stuff and we would like create different factions and we'd sit out at the park like trying to force choke each other and we'd be like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just having fun. But Man, that's what it's about. Yeah. Like you said, that's it's not only that, you're building memories with your friends that maybe you don't have yeah. like nowadays I see kids on TikTok and they're like <clears throat> I just see the three sixty no scope on Call of Duty and it's like like dude no cool bro like (laughs) like right right Uh, absolutely right and these like the friends that i've like hung out with you know at a young age like i got Derek, darius joey p kids be like you know i still talk to them to this day you know and it's like man we always just go back down memory ain't like you remember when i pushed you down that hill and you you know like (laughs) you fell for like five minutes and it was just just stuff like that like you just just like you know, all the fights and all the everything, just all the fights, the fun times, the, you know, snowball fights, everything just, you know, just that happened in the childhood. It just is like, man, that's so fun. Yeah. And it's like now, you know, something you, you hope for your kids. Like, well, I hope I can have that for my children when I have kids and things like that. So it's like, it's for just sure. I mean, now that now that we're talking about it, I've got memories running through my mind yeah. of like, right. you know, neighborhood football games, uh, you know, yeah. building igloos when we lived up in new york we right, let me rephrase that our attempt to build an igloo <laughs> outside with all the neighborhood kids when it snowed pretty heavily and it just kept collapsing and then it turned into snowball fights you know and then like a snow football game i mean kids nowadays they don't have that you know like in 10 years their memories are going to be like yeah i remember when i got the iphone uh 21 and it had this right. gadget on yeah. there and stuff like that i don't I don't have a like memory that involved me getting some type of technology, so I'm uh, glad about. Big that on Pokemon too. growing up, though. I did play Pokemon a little. Uh, yeah, not the game. I mean, I, I, I definitely played like that, but yeah. I definitely played video games, but it wasn't a 
like the largest aspect yeah. of my life like it is now. So right. absolutely. Yeah, my man, you just speaking on that, just so many memories just um, right? Yeah, like I mean Crazy. the stuff that we don't we take for granted now as adults because, you know, my my wife kinda makes fun of me from time to time. She calls me a big kid. <clears throat> and I think that's important for even adults, like, you know, to go out and take a step back and then just enjoy life. Be a kid again. Uh, reach that imagination. Go out and snowball fight. Go on and do this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, me and my friend Carlos, we talk all the time, and one of our biggest memories was, one, there's like kind of two key memories. One was with a Nerf gun, and he was running across like a little – I grew up in California. running a, He ran across like a little hill in the, the park, and I shot my little Nerf gun, and the bullet – curved around the hill like that what was that movie uh where the bullets curve or whatever i can't remember wanted yeah wanted yeah and it hit him right in the eye and he goes how the heck did you he was running away he was like how the heck did you hit me in the eye right <laughs> yeah and then the other one was his mom spent 120 dollars on a so i don't remember beyblades solid gold mm-hmm. beyblade yep. and that's this is back in the day guys when the beyblades actually could cut your hand with how hard sharp yeah. they are yeah. nowadays it's kind of like plastic and cheap I had made mine from Walmart parts, like just six or seven different Beyblades. And he was like, I broke everybody in the neighborhood's Beyblade with mine. And he goes, you're not breaking mine. Mine's $120. It's gold plated, everything like that. Got it. He got it for his birthday. And then we were like, three, two, one, let it rip. And we just went, and yep. all of a sudden, the moment mine hit his, his flew out of the arena, hit the wall, cracked in half. And all you hear is his mom going, Carlito, I just bought that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't yeah. get no better than that though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good memory for Brandon, bad memory for Carlos. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but Absolutely. still a memory nonetheless, yeah. man. Yeah. So that is awesome. <clears throat> uh, that, that's extremely uh, admirable of you to uh, uh, take a step into that because not a lot of people want to do stuff like that. They want to focus on what's now, you know, like what's cool now and what's cool now is technology. So you're stepping out of the bounds, and I think that's. Absolutely awesome. And then you brought up the financial literacy uh, aspect, and that's a that's a big thing too. I don't think a lot of people uh, ever want to talk about. Like I remember growing up in school and stuff. I didn't really have financial literacy. Uh, it's something that you just kind of. I was kind of. My parents kind of talked to me. As you go on, yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. talked to me here there about it, but I didn't really have any buddy or anything to kind of step into to kind of see how to be financially literate and. I'm still, I don't know, I'm going to be honest, I'm still learning how to do that. I'm decent with money, but I'm not great with money. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's something big. I believe say that's uh, you and your mom that you're um, yeah. Yeah, trying to yeah, do that. Yeah, me and my mom. <clears throat> so that's definitely that big. That um, speaking of your mother, how big of an inspiration uh, is she to you? Because I know for me, my mother is a big inspiration for me. You know, my mom is... Uh one the biggest you know yeah. you know single mom so it wasn't a you know easy job but you know she she like never sweated you know anything i needed i, I always got you know i never asked for much never needed anything because she did such a great job and you know my grandparents were you know always there my grandfather my grandmother you know so we i had a real tight-knit you know community of like my, my, my nucleus family and my mom her her big thing that she always says you know it takes a village to raise a child so you know, she put a lot of key people in my life, you know, not having the, the father figure that, that I, you know, that I needed, but 
well, that I, I guess I would say wanted because mm-hmm. she put uh, the people in our life that I needed to, you know, help mold me into the man I am today. So, like, big inspiration. She's, you know, she fought through, she had cancer. She, uh, she beat cancer. So, like, that's she, what we like to hear. Soldier, that's what we like to you know? hear. Absolutely. She's a soldier. So, um, I, that's why I, I, I rarely complain. I don't really complain about much because, you know, it's, it's nothing to complain about. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, really take, just take the, you know everything that she's done for me in my life, and just you know give her the ultimate praise and applause because she's a phenomenal person. She's a she's a great mother, and uh, she's put me in a position to you know be where I am now. Just the way she my upbringing, you know, allowed me to be a kid. You know, uh, I played every sport like a lot of kids nowadays play one sport. Like I I did every sport under yeah. the sun. Uh, I, I even tried swimming until. Uh, funny story about the swimming. You know, uh, let's see. We gotta hear I, it now. <laughs> So, like, I went to uh, my friend that I talked about earlier, Darius and Joey. They were on the swim team, and you know, I went to a couple of their swim meets. I was like, man, I want to, I want to do this. You know, yeah. I, I swam for recreation, just you know, <laughs> a little sharks and minnows here yeah. and there. I yeah. never went, never went too far in the deep end because you know everybody else was swimming around me. So it was, I went to a practice. Uh, I think it was like early in the morning, and we had to set up the pool. So I was taking out a lane rope one of the lane ropes so i mm-hmm. went probably from like four feet so i was walking i was good and then it's just five feet six feet seven feet <laughs> eight feet and i was like I, okay um so i just couldn't do it i couldn't take the lane rope. i was struggling so i left the lane rope. uh I, I got out the pool and i said i quit so <laughs> that was uh, so that was the the fastest exit that was the only time i quit in anything i was like i'm not doing this Almost, I felt like I almost drowned, and so yeah, I left. But yeah, I tried everything under the sun: golfing, lacrosse, wrestling, track, football, basketball, baseball. I did all of that, mm. and she allowed me to do that. You know, put like the coaches that I was with were phenomenal coaches. You know, helped me to become the person I am today. A lot of lessons I learned in life came from sports, and it was just you know teamwork, hard like working hard, dedicating myself to something bigger than myself. Uh, so yeah, that's my. My my number one. Chad well, is, uh, I mean, she did. I mean, saying that yeah, you, she did a great job. You're an amazing young man, and you uh, obviously 100 are. Uh, thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. I appreciate. 100 agree with Chad. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm thank getting you. old, man. I can actually say that now. I'm almost 30. I can say, y'all, you're a nice young man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting I'm, old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm young. Well, I guess I'm young. Yeah, like uh, guys on the yeah, team. You're like, young. Uh, yeah, you're young. Yeah, you're young. Twenty-three. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Twenty-three. Enjoy I wish it. I was twenty-three, man. I'm getting ready to turn. You know, so I'm almost thirty. So. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it every step of the way. <laughs> Enjoy it as long as you can, man. Because one of these days you're gonna wake up. It goes up. by as fast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I forgot I was almost thirty until Brandon said something. So. Oh, Thanks man. for that, Brandon. <laughs> You're welcome, man. I gotta keep you in, you know, your mind fresh yeah. and in check. Yeah. But um, any, any questions, chat? Uh, before we, you know, we got you for an hour. I don't want to kind of over excess it, just in case you have something going on. Um, yeah, I, I thought I was, but we switched meetings around, so that's why I said, you know, the, the hour first. Oh, gotcha. But, yeah, any questions, man? I'm I'm all here. This is a great show, man. This is this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pre- we appreciate you having c- coming on. Someone said, yeah. uh, "What goes into a credit score?" If you know, what goes into a credit score? Oh man, getting deep into my bag. Uh, 
so from my understanding, you know, I'm not the, the world's greatest at credit scores and things like that. You know, uh, my lady, Rashima, she actually helped me, you know, break that stuff down. But mm -hmm. I know it's about, like, your spending, your spending habits, and basically, you know, your ability to pay off what you put on a credit card and things like that. Uh, but, like, credit score, in my mind, is basically, like, a leveraging power. You know, the higher your credit score, the more abilities that you have to to be able to get, like, loans and things like that. Because the way I look at it, it's like, you know, are you trustworthy with money? If I give you X amount of money, can I trust that you'll, you know, do yeah. the right things with it? And, and in my opinion, that's basically what a credit score is, you know. You have a certain amount of, like, so me with a budget, I, I budget, and I have a certain amount that I want to spend, like, to put on my credit, mm -hmm. like, like say, like, you know, $300 a month or, like, 8% of my, my total budget and have the same, you know, opportunity to pay that off, you know, by the due date or, or earlier, you know, just set it automatic so you won't forget, pay it off every time. So, basically, the bank is like, okay, he's trustworthy. He knows how to use his money. So, if he wants a loan, if he wanted a car, if he wanted to buy a house or things like that, mm. you can trust him with it and just, you know, use that as leveling powers. It's a lot of uh, bonuses that come with good credit and, you know, depending on your your your, your company, like, you know, like Capital One or, or things like that, they'll give you different bonuses, spending bonuses on, like, groceries, gas, and other you know, commodities and things like that. So, long-winded answer, but... Yeah. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> answer. It's a good answer. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, credit scores are confusing for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people don't understand what it is and what affects it, and you broke it down perfectly. Yeah. Someone said, uh, what linebacker did you pattern your game off game after? Man, that's just a, this is a tough one. So, uh, I actually, like, like assembled with, in my opinion, the perfect linebacker <laughs> to, to, to model my game after. I'm going to just rip off the names that I really watched, like kind of on a daily. Let's hear them. And it was all like, I got Ray Lewis, uh, Brian Erlacher, you know, Ray Lewis, yeah, Brian Erlacher, yeah. Luke Keekley. I love the way he thinks. Uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, Fred Warner. Uh, yeah, Fred Warner. I love Fred Warner. Um, uh, Devin White, just because, you know, kind of on the smaller side, mm -hmm. speedy guy. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of going back, like people like Mike Singletary, Willie, Le Willie Lanier, oof, uh, Dick Buckus, uh, and like Jack Lambert, just those guys, like big physical, like, or like not even big, but like physical, mm -hmm. smart linebackers and that really understand the game and just to be like really true students of the game. That's kind of what I modeled my game after being fast, physical, and smart because, like, especially in today's game, it's an air raid. Mm -hmm. they, love, they love to air the ball out. You probably get like 50, 40 plus throws a game. So you got to be able to cover, got to be able to run sideline to sideline, but also, you know, be the hammer and not the nail in the run game, be able to, you know, bang with those those, those linemen all day. And I feel like those that combination of linemen, I mean, linebackers are, I would say, that would make the, the greatest linebacker of all time. You, there's one name that uh, I'm shocked now that you're a commander's <laughs> slash, you know, former, formerly known as Redskins fan. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. London hold on. Fletcher did not yes, make the yes. list. <laughs> <laughs> no, London Fletcher is number, not, if not one, I would say he's like my top three. London Fletcher, because him and Sam Mills, I can't forget about mm -hmm. Sam Mills, the great, you know, you know, smaller guys, but heart of a giant, you know, kind of, you know, just, it was a lot of names, but yeah, definitely. London Fletcher, Sam Mills, Mike Singletary, all of those guys, you know, 
small but mighty, you know, got the yeah. job done, Hall of Fame talent and, and things like that. So for sure, can't forget about that guy. Yeah. And as a professional, you know, as you go into your upcoming season with the XFL and you continue to in, um, inspire children, there's going to be a lot of children who are going to be looking up to you, maybe from your hometown or um, that you get to talk to personally. They're going to go, I want to be a linebacker like my favorite linebacker, Wes Bowers. So um, that's definitely got to be something that you can kind of look forward to and, I don't know, put it out to, you know, put a smile on your face, but like you are someone's inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just like humbling, you know, to say the least, is just being able to be in that position. Like I looked up to so many people mm-hmm. you know, from my hometown, just like athletes and things. And now that I could potentially be somebody else, like someone else's motivation or inspiration, I'm like, you know, I want to be, you know, like this guy. And that's why to me, it's so important to do the right things on and off the field, you know, just being able to, to, to be, you know, you know, like an example for, mm-hmm. for the, for the younger, younger generations. And, you know, also, you know, people that are older than me, because I feel like, you, you know, in life, you can learn from anybody, no matter how old yeah. or how young. Absolutely. So I feel like I want to be able to, when it's all said and done, and I can look back and hear people talk about me, I want to be, be like, you know, in the conversation, like, you know what, that's a good guy right there. Yeah. And, and things like that. Yeah, well, uh, just like the chat has said, I think Brandon and I agree. I mean, we are all now 100% fans of yours and are backing you in everything that you do on the field and off the field. And uh, you have my respect. I'm sure you have Brandon's respect and everybody in the chat's respect. Uh, You're an amazing guy, Uh, uh, especially uh, knowledgeable on stuff that, you know, maybe others aren't and should be, especially financially, uh, stuff like that. And it's just awesome to hear that from you. So, which is important uh, for the fans aspect, yeah. being in Vegas, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of temptation there. Uh, There's a lot of buildings to stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed, facility and back home every time. Yep. <laughs> Someone said, um, "Who would be one player you would love to play against?" Just like in general. I'll yeah, just in so. general. Yep. Overall. Uh. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do two. Right. Okay, so one the first player, I would I would love to play against Tom Brady. Like if I could, mm-hmm. I would I would love to play against Tom Brady, just because it's like his approach to the game, and I know that would just be like a chess match for me, and I would just I would just love that. And the the second person would be Derrick Henry, because a lot of people always ask me like Ooh. like you know, <laughs> a lot of people always ask me like, look, if it was you and Derrick Henry. Who would win that battle? And you know me, I'm I'm very confident, so I'm always Man. saving. Yeah. And it's like if I get an opportunity to show it, I gotta yeah. give it all I got. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta give it all I got. So and yeah, I, you I, definitely gotta I give it all you that. got. <laughs> yeah, that's a big man. Yeah, so those are that would be the, the two people I would I would love to play against. Yeah, good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, I remember growing up, running backs were like five eleven, five ten. 205 and now they got right. king henry who's like 63 64 220 like dude what yeah huge yeah. rolling i'm yeah. like oh my goodness yeah the game has changed exponentially especially in the running back position because now it's not like a shifty fast guy it's say huge dude you got to look up to uh yeah. for the most part absolutely and so like it's overall like like i've never been like especially like on my team like linemen are ridiculously athletic, 
huge and fast, and it's just been like, wow. It's yeah. just like the game has evolved because normally, like back in the day, you want like big, burly guys that can lift the gym and, mm-hmm. and, and the whole nine. But like now, you got old linemen running like four five, and, like four <clears> eight. Aaron Donald's got like, abs and he plays defensive tackle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's almost 300 yeah. pounds with an eight, with an eight pack. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah. the game is changing. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's quite awesome. And it's like wow at the same time. <laughs> Someone said you gotta um, clip this and then add his tapes and tag uh, Derrick Henry. Ask me if he wants to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, get it in the works. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, my wife's in chat. And she asked because uh, she's she's a big Carson Wentz fan now, and then you said you're a Commanders fan. So she says, uh, as a Commanders fan, what's your thoughts on Carson Wentz? Man, he, uh, Carson Wentz is a great guy. Uh, <laughs> great person. He's a he's a phenomenal person. I, I know he does a lot of good off the field. Um, and you know, in football, I've learned that you know the ball can bounce you know yeah. various various directions. So who knows what, what's going on? Uh, but I wouldn't put it all on him. I, I remember when he was with the Eagles doing fantastic things. I remember when he was at I think it was North Dakota State. Yeah. You know, he was doing fantastic things. And one thing that I tell a lot of people, like, once you're a, like, we call, like once you're a dog, you're, you're always going to be a dog. It's always going to be in you. So, yeah. I know it's in there. Sometimes it's just about the coaching and things like that. I, I like Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback, great leader. And he knows how to win games. You know, he's been to the, to the, to the, the creme de la creme. But I feel like it might be a, you know, a system thing. So, yeah. I can't really judge. Yeah. But, yeah. Who knows? I feel like if he was, I don't know, maybe in a different system, maybe had a different coach, or just you know had the right people in the in the circle, it could be he could be on the up. But Carson yeah. Wentz is a great guy. Yeah, she said that. finally an acceptable answer about Carson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carson yeah. Wentz, ten out of ten. Yeah, Carson gets a lot of flack, um, and sometimes you know, just objectively speaking, when you look at someone's tape, you know, some of it is him. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. say that it's not you have to have some responsibility um absolutely obviously as with the commanders you have terry mclaurin and jahan dots you, you got a squad with the commanders and yeah you know he does have that injury no one wants to say injury prone because obviously no one ever wants to that sounds bad to say because you never want someone to get injured or anything like that like, you right. don't wish that on an athlete but um he does have that tag with them and I think the media, I think a lot of people don't realize is, I know as professionals, yourself and uh, others, it's important not to, if you, you see the media, like it's, I, I've seen, you know, players always oh, don't watch, you, you, you know, you see what people are saying about you um, and stuff like that. And it's really imperative that you pay no mind to it or at least allow it to motivate you. And I think uh, mm-hmm. one of Carson's things, just speaking from a fan you know, taking that step back is, I think he gets in his head a lot. Um, I think he sees the media and then no. he kind of, but he's a great guy and I think he's a great athlete and I, he has all the tools to turn it around. So if he can do that, the commanders are legit, uh, legit contenders. It's just, you got to get out of your head. And, and that's a hard thing as an athlete. I played um, college rugby, uh, division two level. And, you know, it's one of those things where you hear people chirping on sidelines and stuff like that. And maybe you're not having the best game. Maybe you missed a tackle you know, you start to get in your head, and uh, so you got to fight fight your way through that, and I think 
that's important for a lot of athletes itself too. And a lot, a lot of, it's important for fans to realize that you guys are people. Like, yes, you're a professional yeah, athlete in the XFL, NFL, you know, USFL, um, whatever sport, but you're also people. So like, people like, well, attacking maybe uh, say character or attacking this or that. It's okay to I think it's okay to critique maybe a play or gameplay and stuff like that, but to I mean, you guys as athletes, I don't, I don't know about you on your uh, perspective. I know you're just getting into your professional career, but you see a lot of these people, they come after you athletes. Um, I've seen people send death threats. I've seen people um, just blatantly just come at athletes, and it's definitely got to take a toll. Uh, so I guess the question would be, what's one way that you stay refined? What's one way you stay focused uh on the main objective and not like the little chatter that might be uh, creeping up in your ears. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, it's just kind of knowing where I come from. You know, I didn't come this far to come this far and just knowing the process and trusting the process and, and I'm big on self love. So just knowing who I am as a person and being comfortable in my abilities and always understanding like, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. And I'm, I'm, at, I'm the best at what I do. That's why I'm in the position I'm in. And just knowing that and understanding that is kind of, you know, just fuels me. And then when I, like, uh, like I got a comment on, I think it was one on, like, on uh, on the video for the fight song, you know. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to be happy. But in life, you can't please everybody, you know. But as long as you have fun yeah. with what you do and you love what you do, then it's fine. Because, you know, you got a lot of, you know, couch warriors, you know, Twitter warriors and things mm-hmm. like that that are, that are always want to, you know, you know, provoke you or, or, or things like that. But you got to understand, like, uh, I don't know the ball, the bowler, but the guy that says, you know, who you think you are, I am. Yeah. Like, he said something He said yeah. something that was great. He was like, love me or hate me, but you watched, and that's all you could do. So, like, in the, the day, that, that's all they could do. You know, they can't affect what I, you know, personally do on the field mm-hmm. or off the field. You know, words are, are it's just characters on the phone because, you know, I could just delete it if I wanted to or, yeah. you know, I could choose not to see it. But, you know, they don't really have effect on me. But, you know, as long as they're watching, I know, you know, they're, they're watching what I do. So, you know, love me or hate me, yeah. all you can do is watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're watching you for a reason. Yeah, so. absolutely. Especially because so a lot of people want to be in your shoes. And maybe that comes from jealousy from their point. They're, like you said, they're sitting at the couch, couch call them couch coaches, and they're sitting there like, it's easy to criticize when you're not in that player or that um, anybody's shoes, right? I mean, as objective – speaking from just life in general it's easy to look over at somebody and criticize what they're they're doing but you didn't walk you know you didn't walk in their shoes you didn't walk the take their journey you didn't take their path and uh so i think it's very important for people individuals to take that self-reflection like hey before i criticize this person what have i what have i done maybe you know what have they gone through a uh, big thing for my mom was always taught me was uh you never know what someone's going through, so always choose to be kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Even when maybe they're coming at you sideways. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, to that point, like, you know, some people out of jealousy and things like that. So, you know, I kind of always take a step back and just, you know, understand, you know, that's a part of the game, you know, the fan interaction and things like that. So, yeah. you know, I just kind of chalk it up to that's what it is and, you know, take it for what it is and not for, you know, what I see it to be or what I think it might be. You know, just keep it, you know, words are the words. But, yeah, just you never know what someone might be going through. But, you know, our coach always talks about controlling the controllables, you know, 
I only control what I can control. I can't control, you know, people's opinions about me, mm. but I can control what I do on the field. You know, I can control what I do off the field, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I got to be able to be, you know, comfortable with my decisions and, you know, never let, want somebody else to influence my decisions and things like that. But uh, you made a great point. And mm. your mom did a great job. That was a great lesson. Thank, <laughs> thanks for like that. I think she's watching with my yeah, dad. She's so. definitely going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the mama. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my dad says that's uh that's what a modern day superpower is not letting people control you, because um, the main thing people if you allow people to what they say to you either be on the internet or in person control you get anger out of you make you sad or whatever um, you're allowing someone else to control who you are and your emotions so you're, yeah. take that control back. That's another reason why what you're doing is important is getting yeah. kids out and about, uh, you know, away from the phone, away from the computer. You know, people are going to say stuff online, whether it's true or not, just to get at you and try and control you and make you do stuff they want you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to take a step back, realize you're your own person. You are destined to do what you want to do. And as long as you're happy doing what you do, do it and make the best out of it and be the best at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And that's kind of like, so I've been reading like, like this is like stoicism. I kind of just got into that. Mm. Like, you know, being a stoic and things like that, being in control of your emotions and, and like just learning those lessons. And that's something that I kind of talk often, to, you know, whoever, you know, listens to it, just being, you know, in control of your emotions and how important perspective is and, and things like that, because your perspective can really change the reality. So, you know, the mind mm. is very powerful. And the words, your words are very powerful. So what you put in the atmosphere and what you think, you know, can really, you know, change your reality and change your your, your circumstance and environment if you want it to. You know, yeah. all of it has to be willing and things like that. But uh, that's some, some powerful stuff. For sure. Are there any more questions, chat? Fire them off. It's the time to ask. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm all ears. Aaron said, "Picturing your mom crying, listening to to this right now." My mom, my mom, no, my mom is yeah. probably crying. Where do I submit my Where water do I boy submit my water boy application? <laughs> uh, probably like uh, XFL.com. You yeah. know, might, might be able to yeah. get on no. that. Yeah, indeed. You know, <laughs> buy some stuff up there. You know, yeah. you get some gear. Great benefits. You being around a great group of guys and uh, oh, oh, and ladies. Uh, yeah. My linebacker coach, Coach Jen. You know, she's a, she's a she's a she's a great. So we'd be around all of us. Speaking so, of well, uh, I know. Oh, go ahead. I know. Go ahead, Brandon. I was gonna say, speaking of gear, you want to let the people know where to get their their uh, Vegas Viper that, uh, gear. That's what oh, I was yeah. gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> so, yeah, we we got a uh, the shop is live and well. Uh, XFL dot com. You just click on team, and you'll see Vegas Vipers. You know, and it's the only team to buy. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's yep. the only team that that you want to <laughs> click on. Uh, we have a fight song. That's that's a good reason why. And yep. we have, yep. I feel like we have the greatest uniforms in all the sports. You know, might be I biased, mean, but I love it. Look, the red on black right there. Yeah. It's clean. Right? It is clean. It's, yeah. I'm liking it, man. Look, it, it's real yep. clean. It's a nice look. We got the all black helmets. Got the whole all black uniforms. We got an all white uni. Man, yep. it's top of the line. We got the snake print, you know, on on our shoulder pads and down the seams of the pants. It's nice. I I lie to you not. 
you know, top two and not two. Just let it sink in. So if you want the Vipers gear, XFL.com. Go to Vipers. You go shop and spend as much money as you want. Well, just know that it may be not be next show, but the show after that, there will be a Vipers hat on my head yeah, on the show. I will be repping that 100%. There we go. And we appreciate it. You know, we call it uh, the Fang Gang. You know, that's kind of yep. the coin term. And the stadium, we're going to call it the Snake Pit. So, we you know, we're trying to establish the culture. That's yeah, I'm trying to go to a game yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, a I'm trying to get guy, in the so, Snake Pit. You know, I'm a reptile guy. <laughs> Used to work at a zoo and with the reptiles and stuff, but picking up big snakes. Now you got me wanting to. Yeah. I'm gonna start walking yeah. around. Now, I'm telling you, it's, are it's you guys gonna? gonna um, the defense got has to come together if you guys like a pick six or something week one, and you have you have to do the global gym, vi- like the per, you know the viper kind of. <laughs> yeah. You have to do that yeah, as a celebration. That's it's all I request. That's the goal, you know. Uh, trying to get everybody you know on that on that on that page we're working on it you know it's starting to rub off on people and they're starting to they start to buy into the whole you know <laughs> so they're starting to I'm, buy into look, it if you want to talk about viral if you guys do that i guarantee you yeah. that thing is going to soar yeah. guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed might not happen week one <laughs> but week two week three coming out hot coming yeah. out hot and we'll be watching Absolutely, we appreciate it indeed. Someone wants to know, uh, what was it like getting the call to play professional football? Oh man, uh, so Coach Jen called me. I was uh, driving, and I made an abrupt stop and pulled over. You know, yeah. so uh, it was it was it yeah. was a great feeling. It was a great feeling just to you know my childhood dream to be a professional athlete. You know, were coming true uh, because you know it was in time. I was just sitting at home waiting for a call. You know. Just, mm-hmm steady training and I was working and things like that you know I never really doubted you know my future but you know you always have those questions like ah when is it going to happen that was kind of where I was at like when is it going to happen and then you know the first draft went past the uh so like there was two drafts there was a one draft and a supplemental draft so the first draft went past uh I didn't get I didn't receive a call but I was still you know hopeful and then the, the second draft came around and I got the call and I was like oh man this is this is what I need I just need a you know, I always told you know, everyone, I just need an opportunity. I just need an opportunity. I don't ask for much. It's an opportunity to show you what I can do. Uh, you know, being a small school guy, I had that chip on my shoulder. You know, not being the tallest, mm-hmm. not being the tallest in the room, that was always kind of a knock to me. But, you know, I had a heart of a giant. I was a true student of the game. And, you know, I had the work ethic and drive that, that was necessary to be a professional. You know, my, my high school coach, Coach Keith Koganius, you know, and the other guys on the staff, like Coach Joey and, and Coach Ellis and my teammates, they were always, you know, preaching about being a professional at a young age because mm-hmm. if you started now, you start building those great habits now, you know, showing up to places early, you know, studying your playbook, uh, you know, studying the opposition and, and doing things the right way early on. When you when you become that professional, it'll be easy. So, you know, it, I had a big sigh of relief. I felt like the weights were lifted off my shoulders and I was just, you know, I teared up. I was just, you know, happy to play football again because, and I knew it was, you know, it was a blessing to me because a lot of a lot of people that I know, you know, their last their last football game was in college and they they hung up their cleats after that. And, you know, a lot of them were working and things like that. So I just yeah. knew I couldn't take it for granted because a lot of people would would you know kill or give anything to be in, in the position that I'm in just to you know play football again and and just you know be a part of be a part of something like that and just mm-hmm. you know it was like man it's it's, it's awesome. So I knew once I got here I had it. 
had to get everything I got, you know, leave nothing on the table and just lay it all out there. Because you never know, you know, what the future may hold, but control, you know, control what I can control, be where my feet are and just dial in and just, you know, be the best me I could. So it was great being a pro. I got to put in my bio, you know, got to to tell all the kids from the flag football. And I was, you know, being a professional. So it was, it was great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let's see if we got any more questions real quick. What is your number on the Vipers? Oh, yeah, my number is 35. So I've been 35 since high school. So I was kind of – I was happy that I could get 35. So, yeah. That's an old high school. 35 for the Las Vegas Vipers. Number 35, man. Number 35. It's a great great number. I like it. Now, with the XFL, are you able to – is there player jerseys yet, or is it just vague gear uh, at the moment, or – yeah, just uh, the Vegas gear uh, right now. Uh, and hopefully soon, pending, might be able to get some, you know, personal merchandise and things like that. But yeah, just for now, you know, Vegas, you know, all for the, all for the Vipers. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. cool. Uh, hopefully, they can uh, hook you guys up with your personal gear because uh, I know going home and uh, seeing a bunch of Bowers thirty-five Vegas uh, Vipers jerseys will be a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and the moment they're available, I'm buying one as yeah. well. So, absolutely, I'll, I'll be repping it. it. Yeah, I appreciate it. And whenever they come out, I'm gonna make sure I send one signed jerseys to you guys for sure. I it appreciate awesome. it. Oh. <laughs> Man, that thing <laughs> will be immediately framed and signed or yeah. hung up on the wall. It'll be there, absolutely. displayed every single night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely make sure I get that to you when that's available. And um, now, the well, we UC... appreciate that. My, my little LED light just went off. Now I'm just bland in the background. Um, so it's only got an hour battery. Um, <laughs> I guess I didn't charge it. There it goes. Okay. Um, do you see the uh, XFL as a stepping stone? Um, like we said, I kind of told you a little about it, a bit about us before we, you know, before you said yes. Was we got to uh, interview USFL? which is kind of like another league, uh, kind of like the XFL. And current Bengals defensive tackle, Dominique Davis, do you see the uh, XFL as kind of a stepping stone to get some tape and potentially find yourself in a NFL mini camp and uh, hopefully roster, or is this uh, – are you all XFL? Yeah, uh, definitely a stepping stone. But, you know, just for me, the way my mind works, I got to be all in to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I'm, I'm all XFL all the time right now. I'm really dialed into what I have going going for me and you know my goals you know align with the team goals and that's you know going out putting some great you know football on tape uh winning the championship and and all i know is if, if i if the team does what we were supposed to do then everything that i have for my personal self will, will come to fruition because you know winning games is, is the name of the game and then we win the games we all get we all get the love that we, we deserve mm-hmm. we'll all get the opportunities at the next level but Right now, we just you know I'm, I'm locked in on on the XFL, trying to do everything I can to make sure, you know, yeah. uh, the guys and us and we're, we're as ready as we can be for these, these next ten games, and then go into the postseason, and then be able to hold that trophy over our head and say we did it, and then yeah. whatever happens after that happens. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, this is being all in for the XFL is important, um, just because like you said, it, you hope they hope every athlete hopes uh, that. Maybe it's a stepping stone into, uh, obviously, everyone knows the NFL is kind of like the big brother, kind of like where everyone ultimately wants to be. And uh, 
we definitely, I mean, you put on some tape in the XFL and you're going to get that call for sure. Uh, we bring up Dominique's uh, stance. He came from, I went to school with him, uh, Division Two, obviously smaller schools, uh, UNCP in uh, Pembroke, North Carolina. And he obviously didn't get drafted and everything like that and had to go the USFL route. And he got defensive MVP that year and then got the call from uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So it's definitely important for athletes in the XFL um, and yourself, obviously, to always stay on the grind and buy into the XFL and always go 100% because you never know who's watching, especially I mean, you got Rod Woodson as your head coach. I mean, he's got some deep yeah. connections. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. going 100% at practice, he might go, hey, you know, he's a former Steeler. He might be like, oh, Pittsburgh, uh, got this linebacker right. that you might want to uh, take a look at, you know, <laughs> exactly. upcoming season. So. Exactly, exactly. So that's the goal right there, just buy in and then, you know, you do good now, good things will happen in the future. So Yeah. And, uh, you know, God's got you where he wants you. Um, we might not always see it. We're, we might not always be uh, in the place where we want to be right away, but uh, God's got you where you're at for a reason and then mm-hmm. definitely going to put you – uh, where you want to be as you continue to grind. So, absolutely, amen to that. Amen, yeah. indeed. Absolutely, God's timing for sure. Yeah. Um, my wife says she can cricket thirty-five jerseys. She does like uh, crafts and stuff, so we can get like a black jersey material <laughs> and put thirty-five on it and uh, Bowers on the back. Oh, if you definitely if you do that, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There you go. I want one. She said that was a joke. That was a joke. She hey, said that she, was a joke. Hey, you, joke. you put it in the she chat. So you put it in the yeah, chat. You put it out there. So <laughs> you are locked in for it now. She said, I'm not like, good at that woo. stuff. Hey, it's, you know, it's all good. Hey, the first one <laughs> is always the test. And after that, perfect your craft. Exactly. <laughs> I'll put it in chat with the, I put it in chat with JK. But if he wants one, she said she'll make it for you. Just let her know. I'm I'm all I'm I'm ready. I'll all right. Take it. So just all uh, the count. I mean, all right. you, you got my it. you got my Twitter. So it. just uh, tell me your size, and uh, we'll try to get like a black jersey material that maybe she can try to craft up. Absolutely, I'll make sure pregame I'll, I'll have it on. You know, walking to the stadium, things like that. Show some love. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Baby, you have to do it now. Like chat saying, you yeah. have to do it now. <laughs> you have <laughs> you to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, any more questions, guys? We love the questions, chat. It's been a, it's been a great conversation. I'm loving it. Uh, she says, "I don't. I just want to be clear <laughs> that I don't normally give into peer pressure, but this one time I will do it." <laughs> <laughs> Thank there you. you go. I really appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, it'll turn out great. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. <laughs> now, what is um, there's a lot of obviously big time names that are kind of in the XFL. Former, like you said, you got your head coach Rod Woodson. Uh, who are some other former big name notable guys that maybe people aren't aware of? Because obviously the XFL is you know, coming back from its glory days and people are still trying to get a feel for the XFL. Who are some big names that uh, maybe people will recognize that are like, oh, wow, okay. Like, 
I need to watch that. I didn't know maybe this guy is where he's at or coach or whatever that maybe that. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I know a lot of people talk uh, so like Martavis Bryant. He's uh, he's he's with the Vipers. So yep. that's that's that was uh, something big coming into the league. Oh, got so, Martavius. Yeah, yeah Martavius. <laughs> he's, on, he's on our team, and you know we got Vic Beasley. Yeah. Uh, we we have a lot of veterans on our squad. Um, and then I know uh, it was a lot of buzz about Josh Gordon. He's in the league. Wait. He, uh, yep. Josh yep. Gordon flashed. Uh, mm-hmm. Played with what Seattle? Uh, I believe the yep. Browns as well. Browns. So, yeah, he's, he's with the um, Seattle squad. Uh, Matt Elam, former uh, Patriots yeah. as well. Ravens, he was yeah. with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Elam. I, I saw he was in the league. He's old, uh, man. He's old. I'm a Gators yeah. fan. I remember yeah. watching him like getting drafted to the Ravens way back when. He's a old head. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are like the, the more notable names that was getting a lot of buzz around the draft. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, NFL talent. A lot of people that have been in the league three, four, five years mm-hmm. um, that are now, you know, in the XFL. Like we got a lot of guys uh, like that's the kind of went that that's, that's on that path. And, oh, when I tell you, like, Seeing how the those those veteran guys work, it's like wow. I could see what makes you know that that gap between you know NFL and college mm-hmm. would make it so big. You know, it might seem minor, but the knowledge, you know, just the, the attention to details, mm-hmm. you know, you know things like work ethic and just the, the small things, you know, really perfecting their craft. You know, you know if you gotta take three steps to make sure it's three and not four, and make sure it's not two and a half, like just the small yeah. things like that. Like like I got a guy, Peter, like. Pass rush specialist Peter. He played with uh, the 49ers, I believe. Yeah, the mm. 49ers, one of our outside linebackers. And he has this nasty cross chop he does and just the math between pass rush moves and just, you know, all the detail that go into the small stuff and just like reading the reading the offense, you know, uh, like vice versa, uh, uh, offense, reading the defense and just the, the, the things that go into, you know, really being a student of the game really helped me to be able to be in a position like this being one of the younger guys in the room mm-hmm. to be able to just you know absorb the knowledge from the these older guys these veteran players and these these you know phenomenal men it's just like wow this is this is great you know yeah. so like now i feel like like this is probably like the most football knowledge i've had in in a very long time you know i was blessed with the great coaches and things like that but it's like a, my my uh my more recent school Bowie state like coach coach k jack coach Sewell. Like defensive guys, they really, you know, helped me hone into my skill. But now, getting it from a player's perspective about the details and what it, what it takes to be in the NFL and to stay, you know, stick around, you know, mm. it's, it's it's cool to get there. But being there for the long run is what what makes a difference. And seeing yeah. how those guys operate on the next level, it's been it's been a great experience. So definitely, yeah, all those people listening out there, if you know people that aspire to be in the NFL, you gotta tell them lock in, take it serious. You know, be a student in the game, get a lot of sleep, because rest is important. You know, a lot of th- the guys tell me about that. Like, you got to get your sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Any more questions, chat? Looks like it. Uh, we've got, I'm excited to watch you, and it's been awesome getting to know you on here. Uh that's all that I'm seeing on there on my end. I'm not sure if you're seeing something. Who Anything is, uh, else on there? Yeah, who uh, one just came up. Who would your favorite coach have to be 
I'm assuming that's throughout your entire playing career up until Rod Woodson. So. My favorite coach. Ooh, this is a good one. Because, you know, I feel like, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll probably it will probably have to be my, my high school coach, uh, Coach Keith Goganius. Um, being the fact that, uh, like, I, that was my first time playing linebacker my, in high school. I was always playing O-line, D-line, or running back. So, and then I was on varsity as a freshman, but I wasn't really playing. I wanted to quit. So, I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, yeah. Coach, can I please go back to JV? And he looked me in my <clears> eyes, and he said, no. And it was, like, the most demoralizing <laughs> no ever. I was like, Coach, I'm not playing. I'm not I'm not getting on the field. Yeah. But, you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself yet. Mm-hmm. You know, being young, I was probably – I was like 14, 15, I would say, around that age. And he saw, like, I had what it took. You know, I had the work ethic, and he wanted me to learn the scheme of the, of the defense. So the next year, I'll be in position to, to run the show. And that's exactly what happened. You know, freshman, I was learning. Then sophomore, that was my first time really playing linebacker. I was a captain. Uh, and I was a captain every year after that, off-conference every year after that. Went to college, you know, carrying kind of the same, the same mindset. And then, yeah. So he really kind of, you know, set things in motion for me to, to be where I am, like, from a linebacker standpoint. He was a phenomenal linebacker himself, played at Penn State under Paterno, and then he was with the Bills and the Jaguars, I believe. So he, he played in the NFL. He played at the, at the highest mm-hmm. levels and, and, and all those things. And then I was just, you know, graced with great coaching uh, throughout my college career, you know, at Georgetown. And then I had uh, Coach Doherty at Georgetown and Coach Sewell. He's my defensive coordinator at Bowie State, and then along with Coach Kajak, he's my linebacker coach. And so I've been really, you know, blessed to be in a position to have phenomenal coaches, great, you know, thinkers, and great men off the field. So it's been long-winded, but, yeah, Coach G, my guy. Kids listen to your coaches. They know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Most kids, <laughs> most kids would have quit if they didn't get that playing time, but, uh, you know, sitting there being able to listen and learn – put you in that position to be the leader and that guy next season. So kids, if you don't have like the playing time this season, it might be for a reason, you know, just sit back, listen to your coaches, you know, take in everything that you can, because, you know, you never know when your time is going to come and, you know, they know what's right for you and they're going to put you in a position to succeed. So listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like, that's what people should have nowadays. Like, I see a lot of college athletes transferring. Like, the transfer portal is... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy, up. man. Yeah. It's just like, you know, a lot of these younger guys don't like to compete anymore or, like, see it through. So, like, when, like, commitment, when I'm saying commitment, I'm saying, like, I'm coming here, I want to, you know, be here and, and yeah. do what I said I was going to do. And it's like, you know, a lot of guys aren't doing that as much. But, you know, such a social media thing. You got all these NIL deals and things like that. So it's like, it's not the same, but it's like, yeah, it's crazy. We should have had you on two episodes ago. Yeah, there were two episodes. We were talking <laughs> NIL and transfer portal and everything and like the word, that. And we were, we were talking about the word commitment. Does yeah. it mean what it used to mean? And we don't think it means what it used to mean anymore. You know, with the, uh, the, you know, the term commitment is now just a lost term. It's now just a placeholder for now is what it is and uh right. I saw which a, is uh, unfortunate it's kind of funny that we're not talking about this i literally just saw a uh, i think it was a four-star kid which is obviously it's kind of highly touted coming out of high school and uh he's he said he's he, you know he committed to one school and then he goes 
but I'm still listening to other schools. I'm still like my recruitment is still open, even though I'm committed to one school. And I was like, then why didn't you commit? You should have just said, Hey, I'm playing the field. Yeah. You're not committed. (laughs) You're not committed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. It's crazy navigating that. But I like, it's just like the social media is taking over and you know, all the stars. Like when I was like in high school, like people had stars, but we knew stars didn't really mean much. Yeah. Because, you know, it could be you could have a kid that got, you know, underrated, you know, might not get all the looks, but could be the best player in the state, but just not given the opportunities in the same platforms and maybe not be able to go to the same camps. But, like, I I saw that in college. Like, you know, all those stars and things don't really mean much. And then, like, you see in the NFL, you got people that were no stars winning championships, winning Super Bowls, being MVPs and things like that. So, yeah. And, I mean, (laughs) Speaking on that star stuff, I mean, I'm a Florida Gator <clears> fan, <throat> and a big one is Kyle Trask, who uh, who plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now, who had, I think it was a two-star recruit. He's behind uh, now XFL quarterback uh, Derek King in high school. And mm-hmm. the only reason why he got a scholarship coming out of high school was because he went to a camp and that he paid to get into <laughs> and then showed off his talent, and Florida was like, hey, we're going to offer you a scholarship. And then... Then he once he got the campus, he had to still beat out four star quarterbacks and stuff like that to get with Emory Jones and stuff like that to to get that position he is now. So uh, I think it's important for the a lot of these kids they get caught up in the I'm a five star, I'm a four star, yada yada yada. But what are you doing to better yourself? And then once they get the campus, like you said with the transfer portal, these kids are transferring after freshman year, sophomore year because they're not starting right or getting that PT they wanted. But it's like. Just because you're a five or four star, what are you doing on and off the field to separate you from the other players? Because when I mean, you look at these bigger schools like Alabama and Georgia, everyone's a five star. And on, not only that, once you get to campus, no one cares what star you are. It's who's producing. Exactly. So exactly. if you're not producing, then it's time to look in the mirror. <clears throat> yeah, once you get into like the NFL, XFL, or whatever league, your stars definitely mean nothing at that point like if you're like yeah i was a five star in uh, college okay yeah what can pat you mahomes, do now pat what are you a three now star pat mahomes is one of the greatest yeah. quarterbacks he's a three star so exactly. i mean it's it's work ethic and i like you like you said i mean going back to just your philanthropy um flamp- now i'm getting tongue-tied here going back to <laughs> going back to what you're saying as far as these getting these kids out and uh, exercising and stuff like that that helps build work work ethic as well because you're getting them out, you're getting their mind right, and you're making them competitive. I remember playing football uh, in the backyard with all my friends at the park, or whatever, and when we toss each other into the trees, into any fences, and, like we were rough, like we were Brian Dawkins, like, but it was like when you get if you got picked last, it only made you want to get better. There was no stars on the on the playground. It was, hey. I'm going to take you, you, and you, you know, we'll take you, and then your last pick, and you're like, why am I last pick? So then you go home, you practice, and stuff like that. And so I think a lot of these kids right. today, like you said, they they don't want to – they don't have, they don't want to compete. Exactly. Exactly. Sad but true. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, like you said, you're uh, – I would say an undersized linebacker. Uh, you clean my clock. I'm only 5'11", 180, so – um, but <laughs> speaking that, you know, you had that, a lot of people doubt you, especially the position you play 
you know, normally it's like what, six two, two forty, two fifty. Mm-hmm. Um you had that self, you know, not self-doubt, but you had a lot of people doubting you playing that position probably your whole life. Uh, and maybe if I'm wrong, uh, you can tell me I'm wrong. Uh, so how did taking that and hearing people going, oh, you're undersized, like hearing that, how does that motivate you to be like, okay, I might be maybe not the biggest, but like you you talked a little bit on it, heart of a giant. How did that kind of motivate you to get to where you're at now? Man, it, it motivated me, you know, beyond measures. Like, uh, Sam Mills said it best, you know, there's a, uh, you know, they could calculate and measure, you know, there's always a machine to measure, uh, you know, height and weight, but they should make a machine to measure heart. So yeah. like, you know, it's, it's just, it really allowed me to pour into myself, like to see what the greats do. Like why I brought up like Mike Singletary, Dick Buskett, Ray Lewis, you know, London Fletcher, Sam Mills, things like that, because they were smaller guys but they were always the smartest on the field. They were they were coached on the field. Uh, and, like, it really just told me, like, I had to work harder than everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be the first to the workouts, the last to leave. You know, uh, if I had to go to study hall, I was going to go to study hall. If I had to have the good grades, I'm going to have the good grades. You know, I was going to work out, like, harder, harder than ever, harder than anyone else did. If I needed to do two a days, I was going to do two a days. And then, you know, I had to eat right, I had to sleep right, I had to hydrate right. You know, everything that I needed to do, I was I was willing to do because I knew in order to be great, you know, given, you know, what the, the scouts would say about my stature and things like that, I was I was willing to do that because, you know, end of the day, I believed in myself 100%. Mm-hmm. So I was going to put the house on me and double down. So whatever I, whatever that looked like, whatever sacrifices that looked like, uh, I, was, I was willing to sacrifice that, you know, if that meant, you know, my social life. You know, I, I can I can do that you know, when I'm when I'm all said and done, but you only really have a, 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 a amount of time where your body is able to be in a in a peak shape that you need to be to compete at a high level. So, you know, I'll I'll hunker down and I'll focus on what I need to do for for right now, and then later on when it's all said and done, I can look back with no regrets and say I gave it all I had. Boom, then I'll be fine with that. But like, it motivated me to be the the best. I never I, I studied you know the game more than ever all the keys and all the, the little cheat codes and tricks that I could adapt from other people mm-hmm. or, you know, just from personal experiences. I was going to use that to my advantage. I knew I might not be the tallest, have the longest limbs, but I, if I could use my speed and, you know, being short actually kind of helped me because I could get under blocks. Like yeah. I, I take line, I could take linemen off their feet because they got to come down to me and I explode through them. Yeah. So it's like using what I, what I, what a lot of people saw as a negative to my advantage. I use it as a, use it as a positive. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not the tallest, but, you know, a 6'6 six, six lineman, I kind of dug under, you know, mm-hmm. running back not able to see me, meet him in a hole, explosive tackles and things like that. So, like, like I see Immediately it. Immediately makes you more upside. versatile. Exactly. Yeah. I see it nothing, it's nothing but an upside. So I use every little thing to my advantage, you know. So, like, and it's been showing in my career. Like, yeah. you know, make forcing turnovers, being the smartest on the field, being able to slip blocks, you know, not being seen. And then be able to explode through a tackle or things like that. So, yeah, it's it's been all upside for me because you know it's always about like I talked about earlier perspective. I'm kind of like a, a half glass like a glass half mm-hmm. full type of guy, you know. So just all about how you see it. You can see it as a negative, but I saw it as um, but a positive, and just you know to decide to stack days on days and just become the best version of myself that I could be. For sure. I mean, uh, I think everyone focuses on they want to be <clears throat> Goliath. They want to be that big guy. Uh, and just to kind of uh, dip into that um, biblical sense, uh, 
everyone wants to be Goliath, but it's David who won. And absolutely. Um, so it doesn't matter how big, uh, how big and scary you might be. Um, it's the heart and the approach that you take to it. Um, in every aspect of every walk in life, whether it be football or just life in general, um, it's easy to get caught up and see the stature of some people and focus directly on the measurements and see like that. But like you said, the one thing you can't measure is, um, is heart. And, um, obviously you have that and, uh, you've used that motivation to get to where you're at now. And, uh, so I just want to say, obviously, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so appreciate that so we we have uh let this is in chat says last question here <clears throat> this is chad asking not brandon or myself yeah. asking this but uh <laughs> it says does he hit the gritty <laughs> uh, you know I, I hit a gritty here or there you know can uh, we see it can we, can we see the gritty <laughs> well you, how about you, you'll see it on the 18th all right, there we there go. We go. Hey, there we go. It's not Hold the it you know, you. world's best gritty. I've been practicing, so, you yeah. know, I've been, I've been working on it. So. Probably better than Mike Gusecki's, you know. Oh, <laughs> no, it, anything is better than Mike Gusecki's. Anything. <laughs> anything is. Uh, oh, my no, goodness. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, if you well, hit the I gritty on February on... 18th, um, Taylor will hit the gritty on our next episode. Yeah, look. So. There you go. Look, right. if you if you hit it, on the 18th in game i'll do it on our next show and uh i hate doing stuff like that on <laughs> video but uh i'll make that commitment that's a big there man doing go. the gritty six foot what, you six four taylor six three six three okay give me an inch all right six three six, six four <laughs> on his tinder bio yeah so <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm married no no tinder bios over here don't don't get me in the doghouse over here i am a happily married man so please please don't throw that my way oh man locked in man i'm gonna make, yeah. definitely make sure i hit that gritty for you all right great for sure i'm i'm extremely excited because yeah. <laughs> um, i can't dance yeah no <laughs> <laughs> to practice now. I've seen I've seen him dance at his wedding and uh yeah. This it, it's not good. Yeah. It's it not might, good. Alice is say Mike Isecki uh, might look like uh Michael Jackson compared to what oh, Taylor would be. <clears throat> look, if, uh, look if you hit it on the eight, if you hit it on the eighteenth, mm -hmm. I will I will make it like my number one priority for the next week following that Practicing. day to watch videos and practice just so I can perfect it. Just yeah, so it it's clean. Cool. There All right, go. sounds good. There we go. Get I'll put my everything it. into it. That's what we like to hear. Uh, I'll Get be watching. <laughs> Say, uh, All right, well, if that's the, the uh, that's the last yeah, question. That's the, uh, we question want to thank there. you for your time, um, yep. uh, Wes. And uh, yep. if you guys aren't already, make sure you hit that subscription button and the bell notification for any time we go live. Follow us on Twitter and um, YouTube. and We are on Spotify. The episode with Wes will be on Spotify uh, shortly after we end uh, this interview. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And, um, everyone, February 18th, 12 PM ABC, you'll be able to see Wes and his team, uh, the Vegas Vipers take home the W locking yes, it sir. in. Uh, so we can't wait for that. Uh, and again, go Vipers. Yeah, and we're going to learn that theme song. Once it's, once it's official, yeah. we're going to learn that. We're going to learn that, uh, theme song. 
There we uh, go. There so we there we go. go. A bunch of people saying go Vipers <laughs> and stuff like that. There we go. Um, go. Go Vipers, go. Indeed. There we go. So thank you, Wes, for coming on the show, uh, brother. And uh, like my wife, I'm going to hold her to it. I'm going to get you that jersey. So make sure uh, <laughs> before we go, we gotta make sure I got to get, obviously, your your size, your address. Uh, and then we need your um, all the links to everything that you had said before uh, for your Philanthropy. There we go. I can finally say it now. There we go. And he finally um, got it. He got it. <laughs> I got it. I practiced it in my head, you know, a couple of times before I said it right there. And we'll make sure to spread that and stuff like that. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds and, uh, good. Hey, I, I really appreciate being on this show. This is phenomenal. Uh, it was great, man. You guys are great guys. Uh, I love what you guys got going you. on in the booth, man. It's, it's phenomenal. Hope, uh, hopefully, I could be on again, you know? Oh, and, for sure. Oh, we'd love to have anytime. you on. Yeah, welcome on anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, we do appreciate you, man. And, uh, again, just, we, we are obviously just starting out a smaller, uh, podcast. Uh, you probably could have been on any other podcast that probably had a million or a thousand followers or whatever. And like you chose, uh, chose us to come on the show and we appreciate that, uh, greatly. We're extremely grateful. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely, man. I gotta, gotta we're going to grow together. There we there go. We go. Yes, grow sir. Together. Uh, if I'm eating, we're all eating, you know, I don't, when I'm, I'm not eating alone, so <laughs> not eating alone, make sure Absolutely. that, so, uh, we appreciate Absolutely. you and we, we pray for your, uh, your safety, um, you. for the entire season and, uh, and career. yeah, and career. And we know that God's got you. Um, like I said, I know, Amen. uh, you mentioned God before. I didn't want to, obviously, I'm not gonna overstep boundaries. And I know that's a, that's a touchy to- uh, topic nowadays, um, but being religious for myself, uh, I know that God's got great things in store for you, um, and he definitely worked through, uh, worked through your mother and used her as a tool to shape you to who you are today, and uh, so we also shout out to, to Mama Bowers, because uh, she's, not, she's yes. not only raised a great son, but um, that speaks on her and how much of a great woman that, that she is, and the stuff that 100%. she had to uh, endure, so... So, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. But uh, you have a good night, man. And uh, you know we'll be in touch uh, and stuff like that. So, absolutely. Thank you all for having me. Thank you, sir. All right. Much appreciated. Thank, thank you. Go Vipers. There we go. Go Vipers. Go Vipers. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Like I said, uh, make sure you hit that subscription button. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and uh, I cannot wait to watch the XFL on February 18th uh, and watch Wes and uh, and his teammates. Taylor, you got anything left to say it's before be we great. end the show? No. Uh, just thank you for everybody that came out to uh, watch the show. Thank you for the questions and comments and everything. Uh, I think that was a fantastic show. I'm glad that everybody was able to get engaged and uh, – throw out your questions and get your answers and everything and hope you guys tune in for the next one make sure you follow all social medias and uh tune in next time all right thank you guys